Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. You can find me on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. Spelling G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y. Enjoy the show. On episode 15 of the Galen Trombley Show, I am joined by Emily Alexander and our first ever three-time trifecta guest, Megan Whedon. Uh, she is here, um, and they were both uh, roommates before Emily broke her heart and moved out back up to uh, New Hampshire, uh, but we were glad to have Emily back in town. Um, we go over Emily's new venture, which is Emily Alexander Nutrition. We talk about, um, you know, a lot of nutritional facts. We go into a little bit of uh, kind of her dancing background, also college uh, for Megan and Emily being college roommates, and then also talk about our love of The Office and being lazy and watching a lot of reruns of The Office. So we hope you enjoy episode 15 of the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Welcome to episode 15 of the Galen Trombley Show. Uh, today we have two guests. Um, one is a first-time podcaster, I believe, and the other one is an old, old, uh, dirty veteran. So they're, they're, they're both here ready to go. Um, in, in, um, well, first off, we have Emily Alexander. She is the founder and owner of Emily Alexander Nutrition. And we have Megan Whedon, our, our uh, old standby and our... First ever three-time guest. Three out of 15 episodes. That's pretty damn good. Wow. So, good, um, good stuff. So episode 15, um, Emily, welcome to the podcast. Your first one, right, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Never podcasted before. Okay. Excited. So this this is good. Um, and Megan was, uh, I guess, good enough to wake up this morning and come hang out with us. So, um, okay, so... Emily, for the people that don't know who you are, uh, give us a quick introduction and um, yeah, whatever you want to talk about. Cool. Okay. So my name is Emily. Um, I am a nutritional therapy practitioner, which is kind of a tongue twister. So we just shortened it to NTP. Um, I, yeah, I graduated from SUNY Plattsburgh with my bachelor's in psychology and a minor in nutrition. Um, and then I decided I wanted to keep going with that, the nutrition um, side. So I did the nutritional therapy practitioner program. Um, and I'm from New Hampshire. I've got a dog and then two dog niece and nephews. They're my sisters and I have two actual sisters, but obviously the dogs are really important. Um, <laughs> just kidding guys. And yeah, so that's kind of, that's me in a nutshell. So when did you come to Plattsburgh? Cause you came for college. Yeah. So I went, I did my first semester at UMass Amherst. Um, and what town did you grow up in? Keene, New Hampshire. Keene, New Hampshire. Yeah. Way south. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Kind like, of like Massachusetts border mm-hmm. line. Okay. Yep. Mass and Vermont. Um, so I went to UMass Amherst for my first semester, and it was way too big. So I transferred to Plattsburgh, which was an awesome decision. Um, so yeah, I came in the dead of winter. So. Uh, this uh, spring semester. Yeah. Yeah. Spring semester. It's a great of, time to come to Plattsburgh. Yeah. Of 2014. Yeah. And you you did the last three or three and a half years here. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and you just graduated in what year? 2017. 17? Yep. And did you, you majored in nutrition? No, I actually majored in psychology and then minored in nutrition. Um, and towards the end of college, I was like, oh, I should have switched. And I thought about switching to major, but I was like, oh, I don't want to stay and be here longer without thinking I'll probably go back to school anyways. But So, so, so the nutrition took over, which is mm-hmm. a passion of yours now. Mm-hmm. And you recent, I say recent, I think it's recently, right? Started Emily Alexander Nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I finished my program in January. Um, and then I just kind of tried to hit the ground running and get some clients and get the business thing going. So I got my LLC officially, like very beginning of February. Okay. Yeah. So how's that going for you now? Because is, is this more... Like, are you meeting these people face-to-face? Are these more, like, online clients? Are they more... We talked, I think, a little bit before about how you're doing it with technology and, and obviously coordinating through just, like, sending stuff through your apps and things like that. But have you met all these people in person? Yeah, so I um, right now am marketing a lot. So I take online and in-person clients. Um, so my website's emilyalexandernutrition.com. And um, so I take online clients and in-person clients as well. Um, A lot of my clientele I'm meeting through the gym and kind of word of mouth um, because I'm back in Keene. So it's really able to use my connections that I've made there to market and um, word of mouth people who know me who are able to recommend people. So all of my clients with the exception of one um, are are local to me. And how big is Keene? Keen's about twenty thousand ish. So same as Plattsburgh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. so you know a lot of the people there. Yeah. Like just growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you start at your gym, which what, what what gym do you go to down there? Um, CrossFit Monadnock. What is it? Yep. CrossFit Monadnock. Monadnock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> Mount Monadnock. Nene. Nene. No, that's a mountain. Yeah, okay. it's the most climbed mountain. Over Mount Washington. No. That, I don't know. We'll have to Google. You gotta fact check I'd that. I have to fact check. I should know that. Fact checking Emily four minutes in. No, just, um, so, Manat, <laughs> Manatnak? What is it? No, what is Manad-nock. it? Manatnak. Manatnak. Okay. Like Manad D. Manad. Manadnak. So, I, I met Emily, <laughs> I met Emily, um, actually, I met Emily, I think at an Adirondack Young Professional meeting. Yeah. With Megan. And then found out that, uh, I think, a few weeks later, I found out you you um, you know you went to or you came to our gym, mm-hmm. and then I kind of met you more through our mm-hmm. gym than anything, um, which was CrossFit Plattsburgh, and then you ended up um, breaking everybody's heart and packing up and leaving, <laughs> including Megan. Too. No. But um, but now yeah, so um, nutrition aspect of it, like what got you into nutrition? Like why do you why do you in, why did you go down that path? Yeah, so it's been kind of um, a really long journey, my nutrition journey has. So I, in high school, I mean, I guess I grew up um, eating kind of a standard American diet, which is what um, most people grew up with. So, um, I mean, we had vegetables and meats and stuff and potatoes and Pop-Tarts and soda. Yes, you were like me. Same, yeah. Almost yeah. Like identical. I think there was a summer I lived on ice pops in my basement for <laughs> the whole summer. So um, pretty pretty normal there. And then, and I grew up with a dance background. So we were, um, 
I was at the studio from 3.30 to 9 every day after school. Um, those are all my friends. So we, you know, were really active, but no one really talked about nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started to get more into it. Um, beginning of high school, I was vegetarian for... Well, from the beginning of high school through college, I was vegetarian for about 99% of it. Um, and then... See, so we're in high school dancing. Um, towards the end of senior year, I actually um, of was, college or high school? High school. Okay. So towards the end of senior year, um, well, no, end of junior year of high school, beginning of senior year, um, I had a really hard relationship with food. So um, yeah, I was diagnosed with anorexia, so I had an eating disorder, and my relationship with food was really negative. Um, so then I get to college, and I think I. it took me a while to get to a place where it was a healthy relationship, and that's where my nutrition interest started. Um, so where it came into dance, I was trying to figure out how to um, eat healthy and be active, but without realizing that where I was at wasn't healthy and active. And mm-hmm. I had a really great support system um, at the time who um, I'm really lucky to have had. So whether it was just them talking to me or reaching out and um, my the studio owner was really wonderful and um, he was a big support. So I get to college and I'm in this kind of negative headspace, which I think a lot of people are when they um, leave high school and get to college, just because it's a big transition period and um, food is one thing you can control. So I took an intro to nutrition class um, and it and was this like, at uh, UMass? Nope, this was actually, so this was at um, Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh. Okay. Yep. So, um, yeah, so I got to college at Plattsburgh, took an intro to nutrition class, and I was like, this is awesome, and I just want to keep learning more. So then I um, minored in it and took those classes, and it was just, it was really great to get the education and learn how to really fuel myself to be active, and whether it was dancing or working out or CrossFit or that um but i would say that my nutrition journey didn't start in the best way possible but Mm -hmm. it's really helped me to understand people's relationship with food and um how important it is for it to be a healthy one and i think that experience even though it was a really tough time and really negative um is going to help me as a practitioner to help people in the future yeah, no, I think that's, I, I think coming from a place where you don't under, well, you understand, but you've gotten through by trial and error, right. kind of to experience, which mm-hmm. is tough, because I think if you were to try to give nutrition advice to, like, I, I've always been pretty good, um, I've never really had an issue with food, I mean, there was certain points where I was kind of the same, it was like I was getting into nutrition probably when I got out of high school, and mm-hmm. I was kind of just like learning different things, some worked, some didn't, some I try to do that it just screwed up i mean it's, it's a lot of it's science it's right. like almost like a mm-hmm. science equation and there's times or a math equation i was just missing certain pieces and it was you know negative yeah. here and there and then once you kind of all put it together and of course i never really worked with anybody on anything mm-hmm. so it was always very self-taught self-learned trial and error you know mm-hmm. okay that didn't work so let's change gears um but i think you have that background so if you come from a position where someone comes to you you know either overweight underweight Mm -hmm. um or i think some of the biggest things you don't look at it but somebody that's extremely active that looks fine on the outside could be not good on the inside just because they lack 
they don't understand what they properly need to fuel. And I think society over it's getting better. Mm-hmm. I think people are getting smart, smartening up on what you actually have to do food wise and calorie intake and, and macros and everything else. But back in the day when people were like, Hey, fat's bad, you know, carbs are good. Mm-hmm. And then now I think people are starting to see it's like, it's not fat's not the bad thing for you, depending on the type of fat, but like right. the sugar is the bad part, you know, the, right. the processed foods, the bad part. So stuff that people have been taught to eat over mm-hmm. 50 plus years, which, um, to me, I think a lot of it had to do, of course, I don't know this for a fact, but hearing stuff and kind of doing some research and thing was very much like almost like a a government-backed thing back in the day mm-hmm. when they were trying to push certain agendas and they were yeah. basically, it was like a propaganda kind of thing to push for it. I believe would have been the bread industry, grain industry maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something, I, I, I don't know the exact background on it, but this is probably back in the 50s and 60s, which got through like the whole like my food pyramid crap, which yep. was like the base of the pyramid was like grains when technically the base of the pyramid should be like meats and veggies. Right. Um, and the grains should be, they're on there, they're important, but they're more towards the top of the pyramid. Right. Um, and fat would be underneath those, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think the very tip top would be like your, your sat, or not say saturated fat, but your, um, your processed food and your mm-hmm. like, I call it shitty fats, but like your Crisco's and all that right. crap. Not, not like right. coconut oil, which is mm-hmm. saturated, but mm-hmm. it's very, very beneficial in right. multiple facets. So have you found that with kind of being, I, you probably have had more, but the overeaters, the overweight, the undereaters, and then the people that are physically active but don't fuel themselves properly? Am I missing a category there? Or how, how do you break that down? Like a category of like if you were to, the way like, people eat? Yeah. Like, or people's situations. Like if you're talking in. about like food, like there's obviously people that need to lose weight because yep. they've just had a right. problem. Maybe they binge eat. Maybe they have emotional... Mm-hmm. issues with food then you have the people that under eat that mm-hmm. have the same issues just on the opposite side i'm not skinny enough and then they, right. they don't eat and you know anorexia or bulimia and then you have the middle which i think is kind of the like the silent group that you probably don't see on the outside mm-hmm. because they're you know say they're athletes going to a gym and they're working hard working hard working hard and then you find out they're eating a thousand calories a right. day and it's like whoa, whoa whoa like wait what are you doing right and a lot of that you don't see on the outside, but they're mm-hmm. struggling just as bad on the inside, mm-hmm. even though they have one part of their life that's good, which is the physical aspect. Right. The fueling aspect is very poor, right. which brings down their basically potential. So mm-hmm. what? those are the three that I can think of. Are there three, are there others that you would classify people yeah. in? Yeah, I think, well, I think when, I think there's a few. So what I first think of is the people who... The busy parents or moms who are running around all day and worried and stressed out and they're not eating enough. So mm-hmm. kind of like what we were talking earlier at breakfast. Yeah. Um, Which is what I'm kind of right. struggling You're with You're kind now, of yeah. a busy mom right now. So yeah. <laughs> yep. there you go. So you eat, you maybe eat breakfast or you just have coffee. You're running around, you're getting your kids to school, you're working hard, you're doing all that. And then it gets to two or three in the afternoon and you're hangry, your blood sugar drops, you are starving, you reach for the closest thing possible to you because you don't want to go home and spend time to cook or you didn't like prep food or bring it. So you reach for the candy bar, you reach for the coffee, it spikes your blood sugar back up and then it's this whole roller coaster cycle. So that's something I see that's really common um, is that people are busy, they don't plan um, and they just get themselves in a situation where they're hangry and they're not eating enough in general because they're waiting and it's hard to get enough in at four or five at night and then um, you kind of back yourself into a corner with that. Mm -hmm. So that's the first one that I see a lot. Um, 
then I do see a lot of people, especially being in the gym, under fueling without realizing. So this is a conversation I have with a lot of the members at the gym at CrossFit Mananok, um, is that you need to be eating a lot more than you think you do. And most people, I would say probably 90% of people, if can eat at least 2,000 calories if you're looking at that and with the activity level and that's where they should be eating. But mm -hmm. I get nervous when I start to see people dipping down way below that and they're wondering why they're not making gains or losing weight or doing those things, but your body's in a panic mode. So that's another category I see. And then um, there are people who need to lose weight. Um, so they're trying a lot of different diets that don't work or they're, they're hopping on the, the latest beach body craze or something and keto keto. Yep. <laughs> so they're hopping on all those um, popular diets and they're not seeing the results they need, but they're not eating enough either. Or sometimes they're eating too much of the wrong types of food, right? And then you do have people who are underweight and need to gain weight and it's, it's hard. They also need to eat more. I think a lot of it, people aren't eating enough. Yeah. So my... <laughs> So what you said before, my biggest struggle, which I was actually bragging to you about today, that this week has been my best week of eating in probably a year mm -hmm. um, or a little bit over, um, which just factors of being a parent, um, you know, trying, be obviously working, you know, doing a lot at work and, and stuff like that. And it's, that stuff's taking a back seat where you said the food prep and then just being, realizing like, okay, I got to find a way to eat breakfast mm -hmm. and I got to find a way to bring something for lunch. So I'm not right. skipping lunch. And then dinner is usually not bad because I'm home and I can mm -hmm. do it late at, or even if it's late, I can still get it in. But I, I've started to track, um, the macros, which I've always felt better doing because mm -hmm. I'm just one that I will under eat. I won't overeat. Right. And if I do, if I do under eat, I'm eating, I would say not enough protein, too much fat mm -hmm. and probably like not enough carbs. So I, right. I that's probably my swing. Now, um, I always look better at like I'm a very kind of like I like the numbers. I like I like kind of seeing mm -hmm. like I don't want to be like by the number kind of guy, but it gives me an idea. Now there's a lot that I can do by sight. Right. Um, well, when you have the practice doing it, you know, then you can kind of eyeball. And you don't. I think the idea that people don't think about with macro counting is you don't want to be doing that forever, right? No. It should be used as a tool, especially when like if you're trying to improve athletic performance or if you're at a spot where like you want to be checking where like what you're consuming um but we don't want to create a reliance on it forever um because it's not sustainable it's not sustainable to be to me to be logging spending 10 minutes a day logging everything you eat when you're 80 right mm -hmm. that's probably not what we're going to be doing yeah um but it is a tool and it's good too if you know that about yourself to say like i don't really know where i'm at or if i don't have this goal I'm not going to get enough in, right? It's it's good to check in, I think. Yeah. And, I, and when I say, like, I track, I probably, my thing is, like, Monday through Friday I track. Mm -hmm. Weekends I, I do the best I can, but there's times, like, we, we just, we went to uh, the bagel pit before this, and I will probably just kind of eyeball it and throw it in what I think. Will it right. be exact? No, but it'll be a ballpark. I mean, right. I'm going to have probably within, I would say, 10 grams of everything that I need. Mm -hmm. Um but it's just like to me, it's not like I can go and do something. And I've always been good at this, even when I'm not tracking. It's not like I gain a ton of weight or, or lose a ton of weight because I, I, I can ballpark. I know what's good food, what's not good mm -hmm. food. So then I just rely on trying to have a well-balanced meal, not eating fried food or sugar right. or things like that or processed food. But um, that's like for me, that's like weekends, vacation, things like that mm -hmm. where 
um, I can kind of just eyeball things, and I know I'm. And I don't really crave crap food. Like, right. I don't want to like. Like I'm not like looking to go. Like I'd rather go out and have like a good, well balanced meal at like a steakhouse versus go to, you know, a fast food place. Right. So right. naturally, that's just the way that I gravitate towards, which helps. But in times that you can't, you got to figure out what's the best course. Like you, you can go to a fast food place, just ballpark what you're getting, I guess. Right. You know, and think. But, um, so when you talk about, uh, counting, like this is kind of going more nerding out for. Because I have a That's little fine. bit of background in it, but not mm-hmm. not a ton. But you, um, like when you do macros, what like what what's, what do you typically look at? Like how do you come up to, with numbers for a client? If you were to take, um, I want to say take yourself, but take like an average person that may go to your gym. Like what would you tell them? Like what factors do you look at? Obviously, male, female, weight, activity level, but right, like, yeah. So you factor all that in, but I also so then I look at their goals, um, and I also look at what they're doing. So and and their energy. So I would take, obviously, their, like, um, physical characteristics, like weight, gender, all that. And then I say, okay, well, what are your goals? And what are you currently doing? Um, so if they're, if they're doing something like high intensity, like CrossFit or Orange Theory or um, anything where they need that carbo- carbohydrate source, I'm not going to cut their carbs a lot. Yeah. Um, because I think that that's asking for a lot of hormonal imbalances and possible... Um, problems down the road so i wouldn't recommend um people who do crossfit or those to do follow keto for a very long time um i think that there's and then so then i also look at their energy level so if they've got they tell me like okay i wake up really tired i'm not hungry i have coffee i go work out um I crash, I need the pick-me-up all the time, then I'm going to say, okay, we're going to add some more. It's going to be a little higher fat because you need more stability and more satiety um, in your daily diet than if I were to make you have higher carbohydrates. So that makes sense. So if someone was doing like probably longer intensity stuff and um, less of the quick burning, sprinting, that thing, I would maybe um, make fats a little higher. But I think usually for someone who's figuring it out, um, like a 40, 40% carbs, 30% fat, 30% protein is a good place to start because mm-hmm. um, everyone's bodies are so individual. So some that's, that's all experimentation. So um, what works for me isn't always going to work for everyone else. Um, and everyone's body's handled it differently. You can tell by the way people like to work out, the way people like to eat. Some people can eat higher fat foods and feel great. Some people don't, right? So um, you've got to look at how the whole body is functioning as a whole. So sometimes it takes a few weeks to figure out where clients what they're going to respond to um but i take that all into consideration and then kind of tailor it from there to meet their goals yeah when i um this was a few years back but the the uh the zone diet mm-hmm. which was actually i got the book on the shelf over there but the zone diet which was the 40 30 30 yep and that's like a standard crossfit practice mm-hmm. thing and i so it was the first time that i actually tried doing it and i did it from january i was basically going through it's the only time i've actually really tried to do this is i tried to get strong to a certain point, which I did. I, mm-hmm. That was the time where I was the strongest I've ever been. And then I also got to the point where I was the leanest that I've ever been while still keeping the strength, which mm-hmm. is great. It just, you know, obviously life happens and it becomes, a, right. it, it's not as much of a priority right. now that it used to be. But mm-hmm. I got to the point where from January to like middle of March, so I did almost, I'd say probably a solid 70 to 90 days of the zone. And it, now I don't think I was eating enough, but oddly enough, um, Meaning, I think I was like right around two thousand calories a day, mm-hmm. 
which I was still about 175, 180, but I felt like totally fine. Like I right. wasn't sluggish at all. I wasn't eating huge meals, but I was eating the proportionate amount that I needed. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had all the energy in the world and I felt great and I was never tired. I was never like, I was eating good food. Now I've switched more to macro counting now mm-hmm. because of, to me, it's more an exact thing. A zone is like a, a close enough kind of thing. Yeah. Even though I think you're in proportionate, but it doesn't count. It only counts your macros, like your main macro. If you're doing a protein source, but it has a little bit of fat, fat you don't count the yeah. fat. The carb right. may have a little protein, you don't count that. So I got a little bit more down to like, well, I'd rather do, do macros so I know exactly mm-hmm. the numbers, which I find is good. I haven't done it fully for like a three-month spurt, which right. I'm really trying to do it now. I say three months, but I mean like trying to do it five to six days a week mm-hmm. for three months worth. Well, and that's where you start to see a lot of um, change, right? So anytime we're talking about diet, um, there's some stuff that you can kind of notice immediately, but a lot of it you've got to be consistent for like what I like to tell clients is probably about three months for you to take mm-hmm. for your body to catch up um, to what we're doing. So obviously you're going to feel better that first week or two when you cut out. Um, I want to say obviously, but sometimes people don't feel better when they cut it out immediately and you get kind of a healing reaction yep. and a withdrawal from sugars or processed food. Um, and sometimes you get that immediate benefit of, okay, I've got increased energy, but for it to really catch up, you've got to be consistent um, and be okay with without the immediate gratification, which is really hard, mm-hmm. right? Because you want to be like, I just made all these huge life changes and I expect to see this my like life. In a week, flip. like, right. yeah. Right. I want to be hitting PRs like tomorrow and feel good and have all the energy to go run around and like feel confident. But sometimes it takes a little while. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the same thing. Like when I, I, I know going in, it's the same thing. Like everybody does it for a week. I find though, like even just in a week, I, mm-hmm. I, my, I don't know if it's um, hormonal or whatever, mm-hmm. but I just find that gets a little bit, I, I feel just a, like a little less like lethargic and mm-hmm. I feel a little less um, kind of like bloated kind of deal yeah. because, and that happens quick. I think that happens, in, for me, that happens usually in the first week or mm-hmm. two. I, start, I can feel a shift and then I get probably to like week three, four, where it really becomes a habit. Yeah. And then and then to me, you're, you're kind of on cruise control mm-hmm. of that part. I mean, you obviously do the work, but it's not, um, it, you know, everything's kind of set. And like if I use like my fitness pal, my thing on like one of those those things is, again, the hardest part is the first couple of weeks. Well, everybody's human. We're kind of creatures of habit. Right. We go back to the same meals. Like I'll eat the same breakfast probably in a month 27 times mm-hmm. or a variation of the same breakfast so it's all there right you know lunches are probably the same because i'm mm-hmm. just going to keep getting the same foods right. and i'm i'm one like yes i like i like the taste of food obviously but i really look at, f- at food as like a like from morning to like pretty much all week as like a source just for fuel right like where like i only really think of like does something taste good maybe if we're going out to dinner right. and then i'll just get whatever i want but for me, I, I just I don't really care if it tastes super good because mm-hmm. I find I just get into a, like a point where I'm just like I'm good. Like I just need to eat so I feel decent, and then I right. just because I eat very fast and I'm just on with the rest of my day. So um, a lot of it is kind of boring. Like people will be us, like, oh, but I think after a while I just get to the point where right. like good food to me still tastes good, but I think people got to get over the hump of like you got to get through like it's a, it's gonna be different. You're not gonna have all the sugars and fats and oils, but you're gonna it's gonna feel way cleaner after a couple right. weeks. Well, and you start craving the fruits and the vegetables and those things when you yep. when you cut out the hyper palatable foods so i think that's and 
and there's two kind of camps of people there's people who see food as um fuel and they just say like really if i didn't have to eat and i could just like take a pill that had everything in it then um okay (laughs) so then there's that camp and then there's the other camp where food isn't necessarily fuel and thinking about um it's more of an emotional thing so i think that there's two different sides to it yeah so um so i mean as of right now you you, this is still a blast for you to do right Mm -hmm. you have a passion for it yeah yeah so because i I remember um you did it a few times while we were up here i did a cooking class with you once and Mm -hmm. (laughs) i know you're you were doing some stuff that was right before you left so i think that would have gotten to a much bigger level it was it was pretty cool um and you had used a little like i said just better better quality ingredients and yeah. and i think we made a stuffing it was like right around what thanksgiving yeah it was right before thanksgiving it was good we did a stuffing and we did something else with something uh like pumpkin brownies yeah yeah um which were good too but it, it was kind of like a different variation on it mm-hmm. but it was it tasted good um and i like cooking so it was fun yeah so i don't get to cook often but i do when i do i like to cook so yeah um so other question we wanted to bring up like what's your thoughts on extreme diets like extreme we talked about like keto where you're completely cutting out a a macronutrient source like what's your thoughts on because obviously there are people that are 100% pro keto right there's 100 people that are 100% against it um i can kind of talk about my thought i want to hear yours but i'll talk about my thoughts on it too but like what what is because i think we both agree on the premise of having a balanced nutrition Mm -hmm versus an extreme one but what's your thoughts on extremes okay so i think that there are a lot of all right well so we'll start with keto first so i think that keto can have some really great applications um but we have to look at what it was designed for first so it was created as a therapeutic diet um for uh, patients who going through cancer treatment because cancer cells fed off the glucose that were in the carbohydrates so they were starving those um and your body switched to fat burning, which creates ketones. Um, so people, I think the, the big thing with keto is that people do lose weight um, and they feel better. And I don't discount that at all. I think that we have to look at the many reasons, though, they could be feeling better is that they are cutting out a lot of the processed carbohydrate options that they could be eating. Um, They're stabilizing their blood sugar levels because they're cutting out those processed carbs. They're losing weight because it limits what they can eat. Um, So, but it's not great for everyone. I think that it can be used in, if you've got, um, like, yeah, I was leaning away from that. Um, if you have high fasting blood sugar levels and you need to stabilize those. Um, but I think the ideal is to find what's bio-individual for everyone and that you should have some carbohydrates. Your body needs some carbohydrates. It needs fats. It needs protein. Um, and when people say they're doing keto, I don't think they're actually really doing keto. I think that they are just eating high fat. Um, they're not looking at protein levels a lot of the time, which are supposed to be really low. Um, an actual keto and they're not measuring their blood ketones or their ketose levels they're just saying that but they don't know whether they're in ketosis or not Mm -hmm. Um, so they're in this kind of limbo of um, eating high fat and not really being keto if that makes sense yeah I I, I find I know a few people that are on it Mm -hmm. Um, we have some friends that are on it that we joke around with Um, but we there's there's people that I've seen 
you'll look at someone and you'll say, you look much better, which they do. Right. And 100%, because I think, as we would probably agree, food is 80, 90% of your overall mm-hmm. health. Um, meaning the other is, is like your physical activity, but right. to me, food and like sleep and stuff like that is, is much more beneficial mm-hmm. um, from an overall standpoint. Right. But um, like keto, I think has a, like I've seen people that are on the heavier side that will do keto and they'll lose a they ton lose of weight. weight. And to me, I think that's great. I don't, I don't know enough to say is that the correct way to do it or not, but to me, if they can lose quite a bit of that, my only concern is that with anything, you know, if you completely cut something out that is so so available in our community, like in our world, that at some point you're go, you're basically gonna you're gonna go back into it. Like you're gonna introduce, right. you're gonna have cake at, at a party. You're gonna do, mm-hmm. well, you know, life happens. Ice cream, yeah. Right. And I find that it's not sustainable from a life standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I think if you're like I kind of like the paleo diet. Like paleo was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Like I I eat similar to that but i'm not like i eat rice i eat potatoes i don't but i think the keto diet if you get to a certain point where you're completely eliminating a certain type of like you yes sugar processed food that's easy you can eliminate that Mm -hmm. but people that aren't eating an apple or aren't eating tomatoes on their salad on a lot of the vitamins and minerals and micronutrients that you could be getting right so it yeah i think that's where the problem people run into and i think that my view on diets is that throughout the year, I mean, our, our food needs are different, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it, it makes sense when you look like historically in summer, you probably eat more carbohydrates because you're eating more fruits and vegetables and you're running around and you need that fuel. And maybe in winter you eat less of it because it's not super seasonal and you eat higher fat because you need more body fat on you to keep you warm. And it's all those things. So I think it makes sense to cycle with what our needs are. And it doesn't make sense to eat the same exact thing every day, all year. Um, well, I think that's what people in, like to me. To me, keto is if, if you do keto to like lose a good chunk of body fat. I don't know how long that would take. Is that two to three months of doing keto? Well, and but, I think it's it's different. It's different with everyone, and a lot of times too. So if you're looking at someone who does have weight to lose, um, they're pretty insulin sensitive a lot of the time. So or or yeah, no, non insulin sensitive so they their body's not responding to the insulin signals that they're getting um so sometimes doing a higher fat diet and lower carbohydrate can re make your body sensitive like can re uptake um activate insulin sensitivity so that can be really beneficial and then i think the long-term plan should be to find to gradually reintroduce carbohydrates Mm -hmm. like healthy ones like potatoes sweet potatoes squashes fruits, vegetables, um, properly prepared grains. So that means soaking and sprouting them overnight um, so that they are more digestible and like gradually re-adding those in and seeing, okay, this feels good for my body. This is a good level I'm at and this doesn't. And I think the other thing when you look at like keto or you look at um, paleo or those things, they remove a lot of the foods that can be inflammatory and cause um, intolerances and like autoimmune reactions. So people are on this elimination diet, but they don't know that that's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So they could be feeling better because they eliminated sweet potatoes, which they have a reaction to and don't know. Yeah. So like you just said, if if someone does keto for a few months and gets to the level where they're like, I've I've got over the big hump, I've lost quite a bit of weight. Mm -hmm. I think at that point you have to go to kind of a, you know, kind of a slow, like a a balanced diet with Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, obviously 
some calorie deficiency to keep the, the weight right. loss going. But I think you got to do it at a slower, more sustainable level mm-hmm. where you're not killing yourself, where you can, like I said, life happens where you, you know, you can eat. You're not, not forcing yourself not to eat a certain right. thing. I mean, the only thing that I like don't for, allow my, like, if I'm trying to really watch what I'm eating, it would be like desserts and processed food mm-hmm. and sweets and fried food and stuff. But it's not like that limits me. I mean, there's right. so many other options. But if you're saying you can't have carbs, well, go to any restaurant, grocery store you're taking. There goes right. 75% mm-hmm. of your options, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying is well, good I mean, or bad. Yeah. But, you know, if you take all the fruit and vegetable section out, like to me, that seems very extreme. Because right. to me, that's probably your very base of most mm-hmm. most levels of, of uh Dieting should come, I think, from the fruits and vegetables and meats. Right. And I think um, it is important to say, too, if someone is losing weight, um, we really shouldn't be in a deficit for more than 12 weeks. You don't want to put your body in that stress. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are chronically dieting and not realizing. So um, that's why working with someone can be so important, right? Because you've got that outside person who's able to say, okay, we've put your body in this this stressful spot or you you came to me and you've been in this stressful for your body dieting stage for the past two years right your baseline's been less than what it needs to be so let's bump it up and give your body a break and that's why when you're if you need to lose weight and if you're at that spot and you're doing it in a healthy way it's going to take a while but you're going to set you're going to keep your body healthy at a baseline that's going to be better long term yeah more sustainable. Right. And I think that's something that you can do for years and years and years mm-hmm. because I don't think it's, like I said, 12 weeks and it's not a, a drastic 12-week change. It might right. be eliminating, if you talk about eliminating like a certain amount of calories, even if you're eliminating three, 400 calories mm-hmm. a day, you can do that by just changing up some food sources. So right. instead of having potatoes, maybe have like cauliflower or you have right. like, you can, you can definitely, I don't think that's a... I mean, you can tweak a few things, but you're not like going crazy. Like if mm-hmm. I had like potatoes or if I had more vegetables, I mean, to me, if you give me like a steak with a bunch of like mixed veggies, like that's, I love right. that. Like that's right. probably one of my favorite meals. Um, so I don't know. Anything else you want to add to that about the, the elimination diets? I think it's the same. Um, Is there any others that you can think of? I mean, obviously like low fat, people know it does not work low anymore. Low fat's not... It's not good. Your hormones need fat. That's the building blocks of them, um, cholesterol. So, yeah, you want to be eating healthy fats. You want to be eating good sources of carbohydrates, good sources of protein. So, like, what those look like is grass-fed meats, wild-caught fish, pasture-raised eggs and chickens. So, so for somebody, um, or take, we'll use you for an example, okay. I guess, or or uh, yeah. or you can use a client. Give someone a rundown of a day that you would, a, a day of eating. Now, obviously things change, but if you were just to say, hey, on this was what I might eat on a normal Tuesday, like okay. from morning to night. Not, I mean, obviously factor in your normal day. If you say like, hey, I go to the gym five days a week or I do something active five days a week, add it in. Like add like what you would eat 80% of the time. Okay. So. And, and times if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my, okay. So my schedule, um. Oh, I don't think I said in the beginning. So I right now I'm a children's case manager. Um, so I see kids on our treatment team and like work in the homes with them. Um, and we just started implementing nutrition services too. So I'll be working with families and um, therapists can refer their clients to me. And I'll go like work at, um, at the homes of the families, go grocery shopping with them, teach them how to find healthy stuff on a budget. So my schedule, it's nice because it's really flexible. 
um, because I see kids after school and then I also meet with parents during the day. But um, yeah, so my schedule is a little more flexible. So I typically, if I go, I wake up, um, say it's not a day that I'm going to the gym in the morning. So I wake up, I have some water first, um, usually with some lemon in it or some apple cider vinegar. Um, just to get digestion flowing and to rehydrate. Um, so this is something that I had to work on for myself because you're sleeping and you're dehydrated um, from sleeping all night. So before you put anything else in your body, you want to make sure that you're putting water in it. Um, and water is one of the most important things that you can have ever because um, you need to be hydrated for all of your body functions. So cellular communication, um, losing weight, uh, energy, performance, joint health, um, migraines, fibromyalgia, they all have a role in dehydration or dehydration has a role in all of them. So have some water and then I have some coffee, um, my first cup of coffee. And then my breakfast will usually be, so it's probably around 7.30 or 8 and I usually get up around 5.30 or 6. Do you have black coffee or do you put stuff in it? I have, usually I have black coffee, but lately I've been doing... um, blending some cocoa butter or coconut oil, some maple syrup, and um, coconut milk, and some collagen if I have it. So I like to blend that up. Um, And then I have some breakfast, which will either be some soaked oats overnight, if I had worked out that morning just to get some carbs in, um, and I usually add some uh, nut butter and like some sun butter or something to get some fat in so my blood sugar doesn't crash later, and also some protein powder. Or I'll have like some scrambled eggs on the side. But if I didn't work out, it's usually a higher fat um, breakfast. So it'll be like like three eggs um, scrambled with lots of veggies. So like spinach, um, mushrooms, and then some fruit on the side. That sounds good. Yeah. So and then go to work. Um, I usually probably snack on... I make some energy balls that have... Um, like oats and seeds and like nut butters and stuff sprinkled in there. So some healthy fats and protein. Um, and then I'll usually have like an orange. Um, I usually, I eat the same thing a lot, so it's pretty boring. Yeah. Well, but like I said before, <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. So usually that's around like 10. Um, and I like to pack a lot of snacks so that I am prepared. Cause you know, sometimes you don't need them, but sometimes you're sitting at your desk and you're hungry. And then for lunch, I usually have some type of squash or potato. Um, and then a protein, so it'll be like chicken thighs, um, just to get more flavor than a chicken breast. And they've mm-hmm. got the healthy fats in them. And um, then I'll have some greens and usually like a Brussels sprout or um, or Brussels sprouts or some other kind of veggie. So usually I try to structure my meals with a, a carb, a protein, and a fat. So then some avocado and some veggies in there. And then that's usually around like 11.30 or noon. Um Oh, and then I've also usually had another cup of coffee by then and lots of water. And then I usually have maybe around like three or four. I'll have like a granola bar, like a um, an RX bar, an Epic bar, or some like um, Epic like beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's like protein um, to help keep me full until dinner. So then I might go work out. Um, go drop into a CrossFit class or do lifting. And then after that, I'll have um, a post-workout shake sometimes, which is coconut water 
what I've been doing a lot lately is um, having some like a scoop of protein powder and then some coconut water. And then I add coffee to that in the morning if I'm working out at like a 530 class just to get a little bit of energy. And then so I like to get the protein and carbs in after I work out um, and keep the fiber and fats away from that. So then at dinner might be um, some like lentil pasta and um, some wild caught fish like salmon or redfish and then um, some veggies. Cool. And what, what time do you eat dinner? Like what time do you end during the day? It depends on the day. So I like, so right now um, I've been doing some Olympic lifting training. So on Mondays and when, or Mondays and Thursdays, that doesn't start till 7.15. Okay. So normally I try to eat an early dinner then around like five on those days. Um, and then after those, I would have like a smoothie or something, just something that's really easy for me to digest mm-hmm. um, with the protein and the carbs. And that way I can go to bed not super late after that because that's usually around like 9 or 9.30. Um, and I don't really want to eat like a bowl of rice and yeah. chicken. Um, so on those days I try to have dinner around five um but during if i can end earlier i usually have dinner around like six um and then i'll usually snack on some like fruit and stuff after dinner for snack and and for for most of this like your lunch i mean you you leave the house i'm assuming probably normal time seven eight nine in the morning somewhere like that Mm -hmm. and then you probably return depending on either say five or eight nine depending yeah. on the lifting yep um so most of this stuff is is being eaten away from the home yeah right? so you uh, how do you this is, my, this is one of the things i struggle with is just the prepping of and i've started to get better at trying to make sure everything's kind of like made night before right kind of like making my school lunch to go to school like i'm, mm-hmm. I'm grabbing all my stuff so i can like mm-hmm. i can make a note on my phone just to make sure i grab it out of the fridge before right. i leave but is that kind of the same with you yeah so what i do is i try to at least like i i love to cook but i have so many things that i've got to accomplish on a weekend so i really don't want to spend a lot of time um standing there and cooking for six hours right so and all these complicated things which are fun but not always practical so my what i do is i batch cook and i do like buffet meal prepping so i'll roast a bunch of vegetables and proteins in the oven at the same time so it might be i roast some chicken thighs and some um steak or something in the oven also with the vegetables that i'm cooking so it might be like the squashes brussels sprouts broccoli and asparagus and then so i just put them all in like one or two pans pop them in the oven while that's happening i can just throw some like quinoa or soaked rice on the stove and let that do its thing and then i can go and write whatever blog post i have to or take my dogs for a walk or something while all that's just doing its thing in the oven Mm -hmm. And then you can add um, the flavors later, like sauces or avocado or those things to keep it interesting. Um, so, so what, what right now do you, like I said, we talked about like, um, do you do you follow your macros pretty tight right now? Or are you kind of like just a lot of eyeball and just kind of, you know, just kind of knowing roughly where you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was um, ballparking and just kind of eyeballing it. Um, until about probably February, just with the school finishing up my program and the holidays and just giving myself the opportunity to take a break from it and say I'm just going to enjoy and um, staying healthy, but just, you know, having the relaxed view around it. And now 
that I'm training for the Olympic lifting, I want to really make sure that I'm eating enough. And so right now I'm in kind of a surplus just to be getting my numbers up. Um, so yeah, I'm tracking and weighing and measuring, um, but still giving myself the opportunity to say like, okay, like I'm going to go when I came up here for the weekend, like I'm not going to worry about tracking and those things and just also enjoying life at the same time. Um, but I would say I follow it for the most part. Cool. Um, no, that's, that sounds good. I, I, uh, well, we'll go. We'll go into the, the last thing before we bore poor Megan to death, and we'll we'll, we'll bring her. We'll bring her in, and we're gonna bring her in the fifth inning here. She listens to us all the time, so she, it's fine. I know the best friend and probably the worst nutritional client ever. <laughs> yeah, she was supposed to be my practice client. We had to like go through the process, and I was like, "Oh, this is great. Like, Meg will be fine." And then it was like six months of drink water, drink water, <laughs> drink a glass of water. <laughs> all i needed yep so you don't drink water meg i guess i'm really bad at it i don't know she is really bad at it okay she, she i don't feel to, bad though yeah but you would get to like eight o'clock at night and i'd be like how much water do you have oh like half a glass all day <laughs> i don't get thirsty i don't know man like yeah, you should like drink club soda i love it ugh. i don't no? like anything carbonated Okay, never yeah. mind. Like when Just, people can chug soda or like well, anything, I don't, I don't drink, it don't like creeps soda. me out. Don't drink soda. Yeah, soda's right? bad. Yes, soda's thank bad. you. Um, club I so- had, this is probably all I have all day. To drink? Probably. See, it's a work in progress. Oh my God. That's a lot though but, for but, me. But you, That's we're, 20 we're, uh, so, ounces. So Look. for those who can't see or are not going to watch us <laughs> on YouTube, um, it's 20 ounce <laughs> coffee cup from bagel pit that she's pointing at the peppermint tea they had yeah. peppermint tea in it so it didn't even well i mean it was i have a little chalky almond milk later <laughs> before i go to bed <laughs> that's it so, so megan just so, walks around as a dehydrated yeah, grape all actually, day long yeah it's <laughs> a grape lying around not even a grape she's a, she's a raisin, raisin. don't, don't a raisin. follow meg's don't follow meg um <laughs> drink water <laughs> so so you talked about that like i i try to drink my, my thing is i drink water I'm not the one person that will like fill up a thing, huge thing of yeah. water and chug it in the morning. Yeah. I'm one like I'll be sipping on water and yeah. then I start to drink coffee. My problem is I drink water and coffee a lot, but I probably will drink coffee from like 7, 8 in the morning up until noon. Mm. And that's probably all I'm drinking where like... So then you're playing catch like, up. Well, right now I have a coffee that I drink 90% of the time and I have a thing of water here too that I sip on. Yeah. Like kind of like clean out the coffee taste yeah. here and there, but... But then, like, once it hits, then I drink water the rest of the day. And I actually do drink a lot of water, but I back-end it. So I drink a ton, like, later on in the day and, like, at night mm-hmm. and before bed. I'm just constantly drinking water then. But so I, I'm really, like, a eight-hour coffee guy. And then, like, the other 12 hours – or not 12 hours I'm awake. Other eight to nine to ten hours that I'm awake, I'm drinking water. Yeah. So, so I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, so you want to be starting the morning, like I said, with water to yeah, rehydrate yourself. I get better at that. Yeah. Um, which is hard. <laughs> as you drink coffee but um if you so essentially the rule of thumb is that you should be having half your body weight in ounces in water so half your body weight in at least so if i round up so if you're 180 so 180 would be 90 90 ounces of water at least and then if you're active so then you add on just four and a half of those make you can do it you got it well you're not my weight you but you can (laughs) three of those maybe so then you have to add at least another 12 ounces per diuretic which would be coffee or soda or tea or per hour of exercise so if i drink this 
that's probably another 20 ounces of water needed roughly yep. mm-hmm. and if i work out that's another like 12 mm-hmm. so i'm like 120 yeah so that's so you gotta have a lot of water so that's six of these of water a day i could probably do that though yeah what, if you have like 20 ounces why, of coffee why uh, why top you can really chug that quick yeah it's probably drinking out of a bottle slower Mm-hmm. i just <laughs> having to pee is the biggest inconvenience well, in the so, world to me okay so this is the thing though so hey <laughs> I'm just saying. I was going to say if um, everybody pees their pants. Remember Billy Madison? Yeah. Greatest line ever. (laughs) Hey, Billy peed his pants too. No, keep going. Sorry. No, it's good. Peeing your pants is cool. (laughs) Peeing your pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. (laughs) Or the old little lady. Uh, See, we're, not gonna gonna I'm not gonna San- we're not going to quote Adam Sandler <laughs> movies because that will be a podcast. Thing, so. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be keep going to be its Sorry, keep going. <laughs> so if you are drinking water and then you have to pee immediately after, it means that your body has built up toxins that it's trying to flush out. So eventually that feeling does go away. Um, but that's why it takes a while for people to get into the habit because it does. it's not fun to have to pee all the time. But that goes away when your body gets used to it. But it's flushing out the toxins because if you're dehydrated those toxins aren't going anywhere clear pee is the way to be yeah i had I had an old doctor that told me that once we were doing uh physicals <laughs> like junior high and uh that, that was what he told us clear pee is the way to be so i've i've, I've remembered that so yeah yeah when you it, looks, want it, when it, dark, when it yeah, comes out like like water that's a good sign yeah, yeah. not not yellow right um so want to get into it um how long have you been doing what's your phys i mean your physical background obviously was dance yeah did you do any kind of like lifting, working out on the side with dance, or was it pretty much dance no. and then up until recently? It was. Because you're 24. 24. Four, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was dance um, from when I was three up until 18. Um, I danced, not com- like we, I just would be at the studio from like three to nine, um, Monday through Thursday. And um, so that was my physical background. And then I got to college and joined the dance team um, and then would go and run on the elliptical or the treadmill or do the cardio um, and abs kind of thing. And then, um, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of going in there and moving around and kind of, I started lifting weights. um, Might have been the end of my freshman year, beginning of my sophomore. I think it was the end of my freshman year. Um, I started lifting weights and... Um, I had a boyfriend at the time who was kind of teaching me how to do it and that was my first introduction and it was really fun to say like wow I've never like tried to lift anything heavy and now I can squat I mean it wasn't heavy compared to what it is now but that's what shows what practice is and um, to say like wow I never thought I'd be able to pick over 100 ground, uh, pounds off the floor mm-hmm. and that's pretty cool so I started weightlifting in college a little bit and just um, really started like researching a lot on it so that's what i'd spend my extra time doing is just like reading the bodybuilding.com workout splits and um i think muscle nerd fitness or something was another one that i read and it was nation and all those yeah yeah (laughs) yep so i would do that and then i would make my workout splits for the week and um, i'd go to eclipse and lift there and or the school gym Um, i also taught group exercise classes so like um I had one called like dance fitness, which was kind of like a Zumba, but we did like more like squats and stuff. And, um, and then I would teach like 
the lunch hour group exercise to like the teachers and then I had my Pilates certification um, so I kind of dabbled in a bunch of different stuff I did yoga for a really long time um, just because it kind of coincided with dance and then I got Meg actually introduced me to CrossFit Ha-ha. I think it was that. was it when we lived together yeah oh so how the turntables have turned right <laughs> the turntables <laughs> Megan she was like, reference. here, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with you one time and never go again. <laughs> yeah, I think that was when we lived together. Yeah. So Sof- summer before. Uh, so summer before. Junior year, sophomore year, junior year. Yeah. Yeah. The summer after junior year. Yeah. So then she brought me to CrossFit and then I loved it. So it was nice because it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't like sweat or had done anything in high intensity in so long. So it was nice. Um, so a couple things like, so. Obviously, like you are kind of full circle from when you started your nutrition journey. Mm -hmm. You talked about having problems with food to now, if anybody was to actually look at you, you look very fit. Like you look, you know, I've seen you at the gym, obviously, proportionally, you look strong. Yeah. Um, You, you know, you have, which I think is probably different, obviously, coming from a dance background than anything now. I'm sure you have wider shoulders, big, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you're back arms you know basically butt legs all the way down everything like has grown in a good proportionate right. strong way um what i find and and most people that don't want to or i said people i'm going to say females because yeah. that's usually the it's case most common. females that don't want to lift is i'm going to get too bulky right i've been in the space with people girls lifting for um now probably eight years and I've never found a girl that I've looked at that I'm like, man, they're and and to preface this, I've you know, as people have probably found out, I really, you know, I obviously enjoy the CrossFit methodology and stuff, but I've I've been to the regional competitions and the games, like the actual big games, like so I've seen the top people in the world that do this. And even if you look at those girls in real life, they're not any bigger than mm-hmm. you or I. They're just mm-hmm. they're, you know, they obviously have muscle where 99% of the world has, you know, is softer than they right, are. Right. But they don't look physically bulky. If they mm-hmm. were just to walk around the streets, you would not know. You would just say they look really good, like they're in right. good shape. So what what do you think has been the biggest? Obviously, you got into it, liked it. Um, you know, obviously, it's transformed your body from probably mm-hmm. where you ever were before. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I'm, I'm assuming coming from a dance background, yeah. which is no, you know, there's not a lot of resistance. Um, so what's your, what's your kind of, what was your, did you ever had that stigma of like, I'm going to get too bulky. I'm going to look too big. I'm, you know, guys aren't going to like me cause I'm going to look too much like a guy kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I've heard from many girls, mm-hmm. uh, or girls that get into it and leave because my legs are getting big. My butt's right. getting big. My, my shoulders are getting big. Right. And I feel self-conscious to so what would you say to any kind of girls that are on the fence about joining? Cause I know any girl that's come to our gym that's stuck with it, that really gets into it does not care. Right. They literally get to the point where if you ask them what they look like, obviously there's some vanity part of it where they do want to look better and stuff, right. but most of them are like, I want to lift more and go faster. Right. And that's what I really love about um, CrossFit is that it takes the, I mean, because everyone still wants to feel comfortable in their body and I don't discount that at all, but I think it takes the pressure off of yourself to feel like I need to work out to lose weight or to be skinnier or to take up less space and when you're in the gym and you're feeding off of what all your friends are doing and you're watching them work out and get PRs, you're like, I want to I wanna lift as much as that and I want to be stronger and I want to 
feel great and be able to run faster and do all the things and have all the fun doing it. And um, it's just really, I think that people need to just give it a chance. And it just, if, if you're worried about people not liking you because your legs are strong, then you don't want to be with those people, right? Yeah. Like I think about my favorite people that I spend time with and it has nothing to do with their body shape and it has nothing to do, it's the energy they put off. Mm -hmm. And those are the people you're going to find in the gym that you work out with every day. And I think um, just, yeah. Well, I think that's the most beneficial is the people that you work out with because right. a lot of those people are go-getters. They're not like lazy. Mm -hmm. They're not, they usually don't have bad attitudes and the ones that do don't last. They, they don't they, last. They get yeah. filtered out. So really mm -hmm. what I love is anybody that's ever left, like our gym has come and left I, I always say we've kind of got rid of like you get rid of the people you don't want at your gym because eventually mm -hmm. you want the you want the best to, to kind of rise to the top mm -hmm. and you want the people that have the self-confidence and they have the the you know just joy to be there work hard get right. better improve you know do it with other people not just be hey i'm gonna do it myself and don't care about you you know you you know i want myself to get better and i want you to get better right. and i want the youngest and the oldest and the most fit and unfit in our class to get better. Right. Um, well, you actually I, had a, I think I was creeping on your <laughs> post the other day, which is what I do. I think I did that for Megan too. And I like posts from like 2010 yeah, was, on there. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> I think I was, I was like, with you. I opened yeah, my Instagram and I'm like, holy hell, I got like Galen 20. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. What the hell? And I pull it up and I'm like, well, damn, Galen. Okay. <laughs> I think like 90% Professional were, were you with, with um, Nana. Yeah. So yeah. I, had, I had a bunch with Nana. Um, but but you had a post the other day, I think, was it was a longer post, but you had basically written on your, I think, you have a nutritional Instagram and your, yeah. your personal, right? Yeah. So I think this was on your nutritional mm -hmm. one. You had wrote one basically saying what you just said about, you know, don't, I, I think the one that you took away was don't try to, you know, take up more space was yeah. kind of the premise of it. Well, and I think Kind that, of go into that. Yeah, I think that people, especially women, but also men, like we get in this pattern of I should take up less space I need to be smaller I need to sit here and um not take charge of my life and don't take ownership I think you should be taking ownership I think that space is awesome and if you're around people who make you want to take up less space go find another group of friends I think that you're more you're gonna attract more people that you want to spend time with when you're able to be comfortable with who you are and it's a long journey but um and that's why finding stuff that makes you feel confident, like if CrossFit isn't your thing, go to a yoga studio, go find a group to run with, go do something that like put yourself out there. Um, and that's what CrossFit's really given me is the confidence to say like, I want to be stronger and I want to be constantly improving and not taking away from myself. Um, so whether that's okay, your legs or your butt's getting bigger, go buy some jeans that you feel good in. Don't mm -hmm. try to buy the same jeans that, you know, two years ago, cause your body's always changing, right? Like do stuff that makes you feel good rather than having to take away from yourself. Yeah. And I've, I've seen a big, I follow people obviously on social media and stuff like local people and, mm -hmm. and you know, you get the, you get a lot of the, the gym crowd and stuff. They go to the gym and they obviously take all their mirror selfies and right. stuff, which, um, to each their own but what i find fascinating is there is i and i could be wrong maybe it's just because it's broadcast more i'm not in that space really but there seems to be a lot more like female power lifters in the area mm -hmm. which to me is is kind of cool because it's a total different stigma than what yeah. you used to see where i'm starting to see girls that are pulling you know 300 plus pounds on a deadlift right which that is that is a pretty good feat to do yeah. um as a lifter 
and you know local girls that are really getting after it and i think that's that's a cool thing because i think it, it it takes away that stigma from hey because i think it was always kind of a male dominated spot right. of like you know mm-hmm. lifting and, and you know doing all the bodybuilding splits and things like that to now i think girls are just like you know basically fuck it like we're gonna get just as strong and i think right. and to me that's incredible because you, the human body is a human body mm-hmm. i said both male and female have to be doing the same style of training um in resistance and it's kind of cool to see that wave where i think for a lot of girls it's it's a mental wave yeah where i think for guys it's more physical because mm-hmm. like guys are like i want to get big but like physically i got to get to that point girls right. got to get over the mental hurdle the mental. of um should i allow myself to get to that point right. um and i think we're starting to see a lot of and, I, and it's kind of cool like i hope more people follow that trend whether mm-hmm. it be powerlifting or crossfit or whatever that they're like hey lifting weights is not going to make me look it, like this, it physically like, won't. You this need... guy. Like you don't have enough testosterone in your right. body. You don't have enough. And and to be honest, the, even the people that are at the very top of their game and are doing, and I'm talking natural people, not mm-hmm. like injecting yeah. steroids, but like those people physically aren't going to get to that level. Even from a guy standpoint, I can lift as much as I want. I'm mm-hmm. not going to look like, you know, Jay Cutler and Ronnie Coleman. Like I just, I'm not going to look like right. that because you have to take some supplements to get mm-hmm. like, you know, illegal supplements probably or whatever to get to that level. Right. But for you know the the average person that goes to the gym who's i would say more serious about it and is really trying to kind of you know maximize their athletic or physical mm-hmm. potential they're only going to get so big and i think most girls i mean aren't going to get real bulky right i, I haven't seen it yet and if, right and i think that they also have to remember that they're their own hardest critics right so when mm-hmm. people are looking in the mirror they're seeing something completely different than 99 and i think everyone's had that experience where they look back at a picture from say a year ago and you're like wow i remember looking at this picture and i didn't like it because i thought that i looked like x y or z Mm -hmm. and then you're like wow i actually like looked pretty good so it i think just remembering that yeah you're probably not going to get that bulky it's not going to happen that way and you've got to and to be honest for most girls to even for you to put on muscle you've got to be eating more in a surplus right you've got to be gaining you can't be dieting but also when hit prs and all those things i mean it's just it's a science so and and also for a lot of people out there um instagram filters and airbrushes Mm -hmm. do a lot so don't don't trust me a lot of those people that you see um the instagram models those are not the original photos so which is uh, like a cool it's a cool change now i think happening on social media where people are the like the no filter thing people are being more real but you've still and that's where you've just got to Use your judgment with who you follow and, you know, follow positive people. If you're a social media person, follow positive people that make you feel good. If you're following Instagram models that make you feel like shit, delete them. Right? Yeah. Like. Because, again. It, you oh, see the highlight reel. You, you see the highlight reel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're, you're seeing them on a good day with good lighting and, right. and good angles and everything else with professional cameras and mm-hmm. professional Photoshop ability. So. Right. Um, I wish that happened to me. I'd look way more right. jacked than I am. So. um but we'll, we'll get rid of the the nutrition. I wanted to bring Emily on so she could kind of go into it because yeah. I know that's a big passion of hers. But we didn't want to leave out our our favorite <laughs> our favorite regular on the show, uh, Miss Megan. Um, so I, I'm going to let you guys kind of just like kind of have the floor here. Tell me about your friendship. <laughs> where you guys met? Anything that that you can say again? Everything's pretty much on the. You can say whatever, so I don't care. But um, anything. Just kind of tell us how you guys met, your history up to now, and then any good stories, anything with dance, anything with college. 
I guess I'll preface what our relationship in a nutshell is, is last night we were going to go out and have some fun and then fell asleep at 11 watching The Office. <laughs> and that's why I so. enjoy having both these ladies on the show. My all-time favorite. So. Yeah. So my, my joke is that Emily tries to keep me in line and I try to get her to have a little bit more fun. Yeah. It balances out. Yeah. And then gr- Grandma Meg is in bed watching The Office. Yeah, well, okay, was planning on going out and then got on the couch, and I was like, ooh. Comfy. Yeah. Had I not sat on the couch, I think I would have been okay. Yeah. I actually, bad. I did the same thing last night. I was going to go to a basketball game, and I had my jacket on ready to walk out the door, and then I'm just like, you know, if I go to the basketball game, this is, this is literally what I thought in about 10 seconds. I'm like, I got to drive there. Yeah. I got to go in. I'm not, I just really don't feel like talking to people. Not in a bad way, but I'm, I, people won't realize this. I'm, I, I'm way more introverted than I am extroverted, so I have moments of like social anxiety where I'm just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. And then I was like, I got to sit through a basketball game, then I got to come back, drive home, and be back at 10. So instead, mm-hmm. I watched on Netflix the 2000s, which is great. Mm. Like the, the CNN like, documentary on the, on the decades. Oh, I haven't seen it. So now they're up to, they've done like the 50s and 60s and 70s. Now they're up to the 2000s, which... Is basically I know every reference on there, which is cool. So I did that. So I did the same exact thing you guys did. Yeah. Except I wasn't going out. I was like going to watch basketball and come back. So. Yeah. So keep going. It just that's pretty much it. I'm just the bad influence, and she's the good influence. Were you drinking water last night, Meg? No, I had I had a work dinner. Do you? I know. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Yes, you did. I I I did have water though. Okay. Do 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 you find that you try to? Overcorrect your nutrition and, and eating and drinking and stuff when Emily comes in? Do you I, like come in and like, shit, give me a water bottle so she makes it seem like I'm at least like, I would know pour half of it out and leave it next to you? No. Like, hey, I, I still, no. She knows who I am, like, to the core. She knows me better than I do, so that there's no use in trying. Um, I do know that I am better about it when she's around. You know, like when she was coming up this weekend, um, we went to Cernak Lake yesterday because I work up there now. So I just kind of showed her all my we ate all the my hangouts. And were you walking or, or walking? Were you working or did you just go up for the day? No, we just went up for fun. Oh, um, had some great avocado toast. Yep, I've never had that. It's pretty good. Is it? A yeah. lot of people would eat it. Shout I, it's out just to Origin up. Coffee in Cernak Lake. I saw the post and then coffee is so good. Origin Coffee. Mm-hmm. I I don't know who I was telling. I told one of you. I I, I bought. I think it was Meg. I bought coffee from Hannaford's. It was Vermont Coffee Company out of Middlebury, and I grinded it up. I've had, like, I'm a big, like, I like Starbucks. Like, I like that kind mm. of roast and stuff, and I've been skipping anything. Like, this is the first week that I've wanted to make coffee, because usually when I make it, it's decent, but it's not it's as not good. It's not the same as getting it out. Yeah. No, but every single one I made this week, I've been, like, super pumped, so I've rather made my coffee, so I found a good coffee, but mm. I, I, I love coffee shops, so yeah. Origin Coffee and what, Saranac Lake? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you get tea? I, did, I got a chai tea, yeah. A lot. It's spicy. Spicy. Chai's got a little kick to it. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not bad, but it's got no, a kick. it's yummy, though. I like it, because I don't, I don't drink caffeine, like, ever. I don't, I don't like coffee. She's one of those. Even I green tea, I, I don't do know. I don't even understand the reference. No, keep going. So, I don't drink anything, really, except for alcohol. <laughs> that's, that's my own problem, so. Except for tequila. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and then... You don't drink tequila? That's, that's no, my... that's the one thing she That's does. my poison. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I hate tequila. I love it. 
Oh, you do love it. I, so I that's actually one influence hate it. her friendships had on me. I yeah. used to hate it, and now I like it. Tequila? Yeah. yeah. Maybe I just drink really shitty tequila. You probably It don't. always gives me hangover. I shouldn't say I don't like the taste of it. I don't like... Cause it gives me hangover. That's why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you drinking? Vodka. Hey. Wait, what? Do you, what? what well, what, what kind of tequila are you drinking? I don't. I don't drink enough of it to know. All right. Well, I was. I was down at a bachelor party. at party. my house. I was, I, was da- I was down at a bachelor party in Philly, and I we had one of the guys that was there was like a big beer distributor or something like in, in within New York. Guy knows a lot about alcohol, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. not just like booze. How like I'm going to drink it, but like knows it. yes. And he goes this tequila, and I'm going. I'm thinking like it was like a kind of a double, so it wasn't like, or like a whiskey glass kind of thing. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, just sip on it. And it was very good. It's, it's kind of like, kind of drank like a whiskey, but I'm not a big whiskey guy either. So I don't know. It's just, I haven't had that. What kind of, I mean, what's the best tequila? I like Hornitos. It's, it's like not super expensive, like Patron, but it's still as much better quality than Jose. I refuse. I won't. I'm too old for that shit now. For what, Jose? Yes. <laughs> My ripe old age of twenty four. I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna do it anymore. I, I, I don't even know. Like, what? It, I mean, I usually have tequila just in like margaritas. Yeah. yeah. Which I love. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't. You gotta be crazy not to like margaritas. Right. I don't know who who doesn't like them. But like, if you go to the Pepper, which I think has phenomenal margaritas, mm-hmm. I don't know what they use though. Who's Jose? No. Well, it depends on which one you get. Yeah. They're all different. Because I think one time we went after a golf tournament. I just yeah. like give me the Cadillac and makes like I want this with ding 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 ding. <laughs> Why don't you just order mine next time? Yeah, just order mine next time. Like, no, this is actually how it should taste. Okay. Well, that that's my my uh, my new moment with tequila. So you like tequila? Yep. And, and that's it. Just, that's that's it. the nutshell. That's of it. it. So you guys are. So now we know about Meg. Yeah, but we, so we met. Um, we were both on the same dance team in college, um, and she joined when she transferred in um, the I was following fall semester. Scared of Meg when I saw her. Yeah. I think as it's everybody. Yeah. Well, RBF, okay, so man. This, yeah. <laughs> that and... She's she harmless. Had, Say hi to Meg. She's not she that really bad. She really is. I don't bite. Unless you unless say something really She, she just growls. She doesn't yeah. bite. Yeah. Unless you say something stupid, and then I'll right. call you out on it, but... She probably won't bite you, though. So... Sorry, that was a really bad joke. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. I was scared of her, and then she was really nice. Were you the uh, El, El Presidente at the time? Not at that no. point. I was on the board. So basically, when you tried out for the dance team, you had to learn certain choreography, and then a bunch of girls just sat at the front and S- judged the hell out of you. you. Were you a judge? Yeah. yeah. So With wh- her, like, wh- uh, extensions. This was, like, the time Maybe, that you had oh God. the weave. No, I hadn't cut it yet. Oh, you said long hair? Yeah, so it was just... I, I, we really got to go farther back in Meg's timeline. I'm sure they're on Instagram because I've heard some... There's, like, I have I have really you changed red hair. as a person. Yeah, I went red. I had platinum for a little while. I threw in the weave, which it's not actually a weave. It was just extensions, but is, yeah. Is, that, is this your natural hair color? No, this is up here. You're darker here? Yeah. No, the bottom is, like, the very grown-out blonde. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I joke that it's the whole life weaving. <laughs> are are <laughs> You're not. Na- right, if you're, you're listening to kids, bl- cut it off. Right? You're, you're actually blonde, right? Yeah, yeah. This is my natural. Okay. Yeah, but. So yeah, I thought so we were all blonde here. Meg's not. Yes, I am. That's, like that's blonde. blonde. That's like is dirty it? blonde. Dirty blonde. It's oh, my oh, winter blonde. Cold blonde. Yeah, yeah. So it lightens up right in the July, yeah. August. Yeah. Um, no, what I, what I find fascinating is that you said you didn't really have much of a dance background. Not at all. But did you end up being like the Simon Cow, like? <laughs> Mm-hmm. of the group yeah. was she Simon I think yeah. so yeah. basically what I like my position at that point was to keep everyone in line but then like at tryouts 
I'd be like, you know what? This girl may not be the most like technically sound dancer, but she's cute as hell and she's going to be a great like personality addition to this team. And you know what? The You're ones right. that I really stuck my neck out for, they ended up being great members of the team like full time. Were there some girls that were phenomenal dancers and you're just like, I hate her. Yeah. Want her on. Absolutely. And you would voice that. Mm hmm. Did that carry a lot of weight, or did she end up joining the team? She ended up joining the team, and then... We don't have to um, say names. I don't want, like... She also ended up, like, causing this humongous big drama where we actually had to have, um... What were they? An intervention? Basically, Plattsburgh State staff had to get involved in in our team because it was, like, in such a dramatic, dumb... Was Was this, like, bring it on kind of deal? Was this, like, the twirls and the clovers? It was just ridiculous. It was so, and like, so I only danced for like a minute before college because I got hurt skating and I couldn't do it anymore. And even with skating, like I avoided competition. Um, I only cared to do shows and coach just because I didn't, I didn't care to deal with the personality that those types of sports, unfortunately. Attract. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like dance moms. No. Goodbye. So. And that's where I was really lucky with my studio at home because it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. Like, we didn't compete. And the dancing I did after I was done figure skating, I mean, it was super local. It was a small yeah. studio that was just starting up, so we didn't really have that either. Um, but, yeah, the those couple that I had a bad feeling about, mm-hmm. Let me tell me. you. I wasn't one of them. No. I survived. Emily was good. I was like, she's so. cute. I like her. She's on. <laughs> and she she's allowed. Actually, and she could actually dance. <laughs> could actually oh, yeah. Dance. Emily, definitely. There's always, like, a group, like, a smaller group that are just, like, super technically sound and like of all different types of dance and Emily was definitely one of them that could do pretty much anything so and I was just the like oh just uh, just put me in the back row you know I'm here I get the participation trophy like I don't care yeah you're you're more of like the coordinator you you were like you were like the the, you were like the uh the player owner manager of the team so my last year on the team I actually did not dance at all she and really I didn't. only did behind the scenes like show planning stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need that. And I you need that with was a bunch much of, happier watching like, all my friends who were very good, you know, and just and sitting in the audience <laughs> and making sure the lighting was working. Yeah. Rather than being I think that, awkward I, in the background. That's row. where I would thrive. I wouldn't be in like like they just had the Oscars and stuff. I wouldn't be the guy getting the award for the Oscars. I'd be getting like the guy for like the production staff. Yeah. Because I just know yeah. that's me. Like I'm yeah. I'm very uh I'm, I'm like very trying to be like organized and kind of like mm-hmm. not like neurotic but very very um attention to detail like yeah. I, I do i do value someone that's very good with attention to detail because i don't like sloppy mistakes yep which sounds like you're like yeah see and that's why we balance you, each other out i'm i'm not the i mean i like detail but i'm not the like planning technical plan a show from start to finish i'm like okay give me what to do on that day give me a job and i'll do it and that but I am not the behind the scenes technique. I mean even decorating our Christmas tree this year Emily just said I like, gave was, up I, no okay so I was putting and oh is I this love, the, one, the one that little small one in your room no, no. this was our no. actual so we cut down our actual Christmas tree Very it's on good. my back porch right now because I couldn't get it out of the base you'll have to have a bonfire with it well it's just oh, me taking it oh, down base, and I gotcha. couldn't like get it out of there so I just like chucked it out the back door is it still in the base yeah. <laughs> Wait, why can't you get out of the base? You just got to turn it the just, knobs? It, it is stuck somehow. I, I unscrewed everything. I don't know. And I asked my base, brother to help me, and he didn't. The so. bases are pretty cheap. Just throw it out and buy a new one. Yeah. Because you know the sap on it. Well, I'm saving mm. the Christmas tree for like a, 
a good bonfire. bonfire and yeah, that, that good. thing is going to go right up because it's dry as hell. So well, it should be good right in the middle of Plattsburgh. Yep, it'll be good. Be a good time. So I can't wait. We're, we're all in, we're highly anticipating the fu- the first ever uh, Megan uh, housewarming party. Megapalooza. Megapalooza. It should be a weekend event. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm good for a couple hours. <laughs> um. So so. Megan was a Simon Cowell of the group. Yeah. And you went in. You just totally blew it out of the water. I guess. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Can, do you still dance now? Yeah, I was teaching dance classes um, when I was up here in Plattsburgh, and then I drop in and take some classes when I have time um, back at home. So not as much as I want. But to you be. still have the dance studios back home, still mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you did teach dance for a while. Yep, I was teaching hip hop classes. What, is that your favorite genre of dance? Is that what you call it, genre? Yeah. Yeah. Form. Um, I like hip hop. I would say that's probably one of my strongest suits, but I really like modern. What's modern? It's kind of um, like a break off of ballet. So ballet started and you um, take some of those techniques and it's got a lot more of like rebounds and free falling and stuff. And um, Is that like uh, Step It Up, that movie, that modern <laughs> dance? Is that is that the movie, Step It Up? S- step, step Up. up. Step Up. <laughs> step they Up. Had, with Channing that was Tatum, more contemporary. Like when Channing Tatum was like his first movie. Yeah, that, that was more of a contemporary dance. I think. That's the one you like, or is that contemporary is different? Than contemporary from modern? is different than modern. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I've, a branch off of modern. Oh, so I've always, oddly enough, have always wanted to be able to dance like good, not like hip hop, yeah. like break dance kind of thing, but like but like I, wedding dancing. Like, well, I can do that with alcohol. I don't. I don't, I don't need. I don't <laughs> need. need a, I don't need formal training on that. But but no, what I'm saying more is like. Uh, like you watch like like the people that do like dancing with the stars yeah, like yeah. i think that's incredible yeah, like how yeah. they can take now obviously they're, they're training a lot but you take some guy that's a football player you right. take some girl that's an actress and you put them in and they're able to um you know somehow learn how to dance i find that's like fascinating because i just think it's, it's such a skill to see yeah. someone that can really dance and move and has the body awareness and the movement mm-hmm. to me is is such a cool skill to have that i i don't have the rhythm but again right. i've never practiced it but i'm sure i don't have much i don't have a lot coming like i don't have a lot like natural ability it'd have to be a lot of learnt talent but um i don't know is that like i don't know if they probably have dance classes around here but i don't yeah not enough like i don't have the time to actually go do it but i always thought it'd be kind of a fun thing to learn yeah how to do like salsa like along came polly like little salsa scene (laughs) like that yeah yeah i only did i did ballet point jazz hip-hop tap modern i did tap in college which i honestly was really bad at but i started it in college so my friend sarah taught it and so that one was hard for me just starting it so late but i really liked ballet that was probably like my worst one but it was really fun to perform were you ever a nutcracker mm-hmm that's like that's like a rite of passage right if you're mm-hmm. a ballerina <laughs> yep right i think so. is that a, that's a russian play right i think so I think a lot of ballet has come from Russia. Yeah, well, ballet pretty much started in Russia. Who's and the big then, Russian ballet guy? Um, oh, um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Does it start with a T? Brushnikov. Brushnikov is, is that him? Yeah. Who was the guy? What was the one? The one movie? I think it was. Was he? Was he the the really gay one? Or no? I don't know anything about movies. Okay. <laughs> Scratch that. I think there was one with like Michael Douglas um, was in it. Barishnikov, maybe it was that. There's Barishnikov, and then there's. I'm looking for the one. I think that's who you're thinking of. 
I think he was in it. Matt Damon was in it. Matt Damon did ballet? In the movie. Hmm. I think. I mean, I don't know. I think he was like the love interest of Barishnikov. Barish I might be wrong on the names. I don't know anything about Russian ballet. I'm I just, have not just, seen this movie. It's yeah. an older older movie. Every once in a while, I go on Netflix, and I'll go through like, like, because you watch this, you might watch this kind of thing. And there's a lot of old movies that I've never seen that are like classics yeah. that I have mm-hmm. just in the queue. And then I'll go back and watch like a random run from like 1996 or 7. Like there's no reason why I was young at the time I would ever yeah. watch that. But then you start watching like, oh, that's kind of cool. And you're watching like all the actors that are older now that were kind of in their end of – like mm-hmm. I can say prime still. They were still like probably in their 40s or 50s. Right. Um, so there's a couple of them you'd watch like I think all the old movies with like Matt Damon in them are incredible. Like back like – I saw Matt Damon once in person. Really? Yeah. It was when I was little. Because he's a, he's a mask guy. Yeah. We were on – he was on his boat. Which then got stuck in the sand because they went too shallow. So that was pretty cool. Did you help him? No, I was like nine. Oh. You knew who he was though. <laughs> my grandma did. Oh uh, <laughs> no, because he like uh, Goodwill Hunting is one of my like all time favorite movies. So like back in that time, like, mm-hmm. like I like I like a lot of like the nineties movies. I just don't see it. I gotta watch more. I don't know if you don't know movies. I don't. I I know some movies, but there's a lot of cla- I guess quote unquote classic movies that I haven't seen yet. That they're they're in the queue to see. I just. Yeah. I don't have any time. So I just watch reruns of The Office. Yeah. Which, me same. Yeah. I, I can't... Well, you you guys, energy to start a new one. What's your right? What's your last series you've ever watched? I just watched Friends for the, like the eighth time. Never seen Friends. Oh, you gotta what? watch it. No. You have to watch no. it. Galen. No. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, know, I know it. I know of it. Like, oddly enough, it's one of those... It's kind of like the Big Bang Theory. Like, I know all the characters, but I just haven't ever watched right. the show. Because they're so well known, but it's yeah. like people like... Maybe knowing people in the office, I don't know, but I, I, I've never gotten into, I, I don't even, I probably have seen an episode and it's been an episode that someone else is watching that happened to be in the room and I'm not paying attention to it. Yeah. Like, I just never, I'm sure it's good. I've heard Parks and Rec is good. Won't I watch it. I never got into that, but I liked The Office first. So I, like. I'm just literally, I'll watch The Office 30 more times yeah. before I start one of those. I don't know why. Just, it's because I don't have to, th- I, there's not enough, like. I don't want to sit down and feel like I got to get through the office. So if I throw it on, I can just laugh because I yeah. know I know all the characters and I know the storyline. Yeah. So I just like jump into season four and just watch it. And I don't cool. like watching shows that are like if I take a show that's like really intense. Like I watched Jack Ryan. That was really great. That was with uh, Jim. Jim. I was gonna say yeah. Jim, but uh, yeah, uh, John face? John Krasinski. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a great show, but I like it was so intense that I fe- I like I watched it all in a couple days yeah, because same. I. So like Office and Friends, a I've seen them a bunch of times, so I don't feel the need to binge. But at the same time, they're also lighthearted and they don't yeah. make me feel like there's no like ridiculous cliffhanger that I'm like, oh my god, I can't stop. Like, we yeah. did just watch though, the three percent, and that was good. That one was really good. Yeah, really good. Never heard of it. Recommend that so one. Good. It's actually three percent. Three percent. It's actually in Portuguese, so there's subtitles. So no, you do owl. need to stay attention. Oh, but you it's have so to pay attention. Good. But I, I I can't do subtitles. It's like I, I it's very Hunger Games e. Yeah, but sub- I'm I'm not joking. Subtitles bore the hell out of me. Cause I, I, start, I started watching the subtitles and I watched the like I. You think I see? That's what I thought it would be like, and then I actually like you forget you're reading it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I really like the way Portuguese sounds. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's weird. I liked it. It was cool. I got a friend that speaks Portuguese. From, really? He's from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You just have her translate everything yeah. for you then. I could. <laughs> I don't think she would want to do that though. I wouldn't want to put her through that <laughs> boringness. No, it was funny. We were down in uh, Naples, and she came down. 
she's uh, married to a good buddy from high school and we got in a cab and the guy didn't speak anything so he's like like you speak english like no no no." i said you speak portuguese and he's like yeah yeah and he started speaking and she was just like like and all of a sudden we got done she goes he doesn't speak Portuguese. He speaks he speaks something else, but it was like close enough that she could kind of like yeah. translate a little bit. It must have been just like Spanish or something, mm-hmm. but uh, it was just funny. I think I have a video of it, but she's just in the back backseat, basically telling him directions of where we have to go. The guy's an Uber driver in the states and cannot speak English. So I was mm. like, well, good, good luck getting that five star review. Yeah. So yeah, give him a tough. cool two percent because he didn't he didn't run out of gas. No, I'm just kidding. I, I just didn't. I just didn't review Uber him. Drives. Yeah. yeah, most Uber drivers I've I've had are, are are pretty. Oh, actually, no, scratch that. Most of them are good. Ninety nine percent are good. I have two really good uh, Uber driver stories. Okay. One, we were down to Miami, picked up the guy, told him where we were going, drove us probably like three four miles, went the wrong way, mm-hmm. like took a wrong turn, drove us like three or four miles out of the way, came back. Like our bill was twice as much because he took the detour. And we got charged for it because we were in the car. And I'm like, dude, like whatever it was, it should have been like a $12 ride was like almost 30 bucks because he went and you already paid. It was on the app. So he just like pulled up and I'm like, how do I, you know, not get charged for the literally the five to 10 minute detour you took around the city because you you missed like an exit ramp or something. Um, So I don't know how that's fixed. So I basically got paid for two rides there. And then another one locally. I called this guy up, showed up, he pulls up in, you know, kind of like a brand, almost like a very clean looking truck, very clean on the inside. He had like the Uber light on the inside, like on the light flashing. So I like went out, got in, he was taking me home, like, oh, hey, like, oh, so how long have you been Ubering? He goes, uh, goes actually, you're, you're my, my first customer. And I said, oh, of the night? He goes, no, ever. <laughs> and I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, literally, you're my first. I just signed up like yesterday. And he goes, they told me I had to get water. So he had all the water and like snacks and like, the light was all up and everything, and I'm like, it was the nicest Uber ride I've ever taken. And I was literally the kid's first customer. That's funny. I hope he's still doing it. He was a nice kid, and, and yeah. uh, he had like, I don't know, it was like a big Toyota Tundra type truck, but it was super clean. It was like the cleanest one I've ever been in, and it was like one of the, it was like, it was very nice. It yeah. Was, and uh, it was his first time, so the kid kid uh, knocked it out of the park in the first one. I feel yeah. like that's a question you have to ask every, like when you're just sitting there awkwardly alone with your Uber driver, like, oh, so oh, like cab- cabbies yeah. all the time. If you're yeah. in the city, oh, yeah. I shoot the shit So how's your night going? Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> I had one, I was in Portland, Maine one summer and we were getting an Uber downtown and this was like the only one that's ever been like weird and I was like, uh, and we, he kept taking different, he was like, ah, uh, Uber always says to go this way, but we're going to go this way. And so we're like sitting in the backseat, like, I don't know where we're going. And then he like kept making eye contact in the mirror and being like, do you want to hear a joke? And were you the only one in the car? No, it was me and one other person. And okay. he kept like telling us these like awkward jokes and, but like keeping eye contact in the mirror. And I was like, this might be where I die in this Uber, but we I made had, it. Like this crazy Russian Uber driver in Boston when we went down for a Bruins game. There's a lot of Russian Uber drivers. Oh I yeah. Feel. And I mean, we had a bunch of people, so we had to get an XL and he had like mini shooters of vodka and he's just like tossing them back to us it's like have fun yeah my dad and him got along real well i'm sure yeah <laughs> robin actually took two in both hands crushed him stone cold steve austin those things um how is portland maine oh i love it that's one of my I, favorite places is it because i'm yeah. going there in july There's for a concert and i'm pumped who are we gonna go see dispatch one of my all-time favorite uh, bands yeah i know portland's awesome they have so much good food and like breweries and 
think just it like, might be at a brewer. No, maybe not. I know Allagash um, is up there. Um, I'll have to. I'll send you some of the names for the one that we went. For the ones because we I'm, I'm going to. with a crew that likes booze. So cool. I'll it'll send be you fun. some. It'll be a fun weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. It, it's really fun, and it's just so pretty down there, and it's right in the water. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for. And what is it about? Probably about five hours away. Yeah, I'd say it's about five hours from here. How far from you in Keene? Like two and a half. How far are you from Hampton Beach? Two and a half. We're like really? Yeah, like because Hampton. Aren't you in New Hampshire? Mm-hmm. But I'm on the opposite corner, like inland. So. Oh, that's to right. Get to the coast. Because like I, I forgot Vermont and uh, New Hampshire are like um, Twin reverse. Mm-hmm. Well, they're like reverse images. Yeah. You're, you're you're bigger on the bottom than mm-hmm. the top, and Vermont's top skinny in the bottom. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Um. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so we used to go out to Hampton a lot, but it's pretty, like, touristy beach. Yeah, I haven't been to Hampton Beach in 20 years. I, it's close, but we, I love Maine. Maine yeah. in the summer, to me, is beautiful. But, yeah. I haven't, again, I haven't been to Maine in probably 15 years, so right. I'd, I'd like to go back at some point. Over the next probably five to ten years, go maybe go a couple times in the summer, or go once a summer you know, yeah. for a few years in a row. That'd Maine's be fun. really fun. We were just talking about trying to plan a trip. Mm-hmm. To Maine? Yeah. I just remember going to, I think it was Wells Beach, mm-hmm. Old Orchard Beach. Yep. Yeah. Those are yeah. probably like the two easy ones to get to. Yeah. Um, I've never gone up to Bar Harbor. I think that's another Bar popular Harbor's place. Bar Harbor is awesome. They've got a national park up there too, Acadia, which is really okay. cool. You can like bike or hike through and it's really cool. Yeah. I've never, never been that far. I just, the lobster was really good. Mm-hmm. And then I like, I, again, haven't done this in 15 years, but it was so much fun. The skimboarding on the water when they throw I've the boards. And you, you know what I'm talking about? Fun. You jump on it and you, it's like you surf the wakes. As, mm-hmm. as the, like you don't, you only go so far because kind of like once the water kind of goes out. But the water goes like on some of those beaches because they're so gradual. The water probably goes up 40, 50 feet from the, from the shoreline. Yeah. So when the waves go and you jump on it, you can glide for... 30, 40 yards maybe mm-hmm. probably before the water comes down. If you if you do it correctly. I remember I, I nosedived a few of them, but like it, it was so much fun. Yeah, I was fun. never very good at that. No, it's <laughs> yeah, tough. But once you, once you, you got a few were like smashed in the heel which hurt, or the ankle. But like once you get going on, it's really fun. Like I would, to this day, I'd probably be there for like three hours just doing that. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I'm I was still a little now. kid when it comes to that crap. Yeah, we, I have two little sisters, so we never, were, we, our family wasn't super sporty. So we would, we never did that. But I would definitely try now. So, how old are your sisters? I have one who's 21 and then one who's um, going to turn 14 this month. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, there's a big age gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're pretty cool people. And you're 24. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's about the same as my... I had two younger sisters, but we're about the same distance in age. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Um, so, Meg. Yes. Anything to update us with? On? On anything? Life. Just life? Mm. My pipes have only froze, I think, once since the last time I was here. So that's cool. Do they freeze often? Yeah. We talked about that before, but... Yeah. Have you insulated them? So they freeze in, like, one spot between the basement ceiling and the, the, like, living room floor level. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, in, like, where the floor is in the living room in there. And they run on an exterior wall, which happens to be the farthest from the sun and gets the most wind. Have you been able to put any kind of insulation around them, though? Or, or Nah. My dad and I have a hairdryer positioned perfectly in the basement, so I just have to crawl down there and plug it in. <laughs> um, and it did so the it's kind of like rigged up? Oh, yeah. 
It's okay. like flip the button and then just stand yeah. there. Do you have an extension cord that can just it's run a up to a giant extension cord? I have to plug into my house, like at the back door, and then I have the whatever they're called, like when tornadoes come, people go in the basement doors, whatever those are called. Bilco doors. Yes. Overhead. Yes. Okay. And so I go down into the scary, nasty basement and plug the hair dryer in and just wait until I hear something pop, and then I know that it's it's thawed. So yeah, so dad and I have a couple <laughs> projects to do this summer, including just re-insulating the basement ceiling anyway, just because the floor is cold in the first the first floor. What, what did you do to your house in a good way? I mean, like, because I went and saw it the other day. Yeah. Barrett gave me the grand tour, and it's I think it's really cute. You guys yeah. did a good job in there, but I don't know what it looked like before, but... So the only difference, um, I've painted almost every room. Like three times. Okay, so I've painted three times. I'm very, I'm, I'm very indecisive. Um, oh, different shades. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought she yeah. just meant three coats of the same. No. Like no. A real good, like, like bold. changing colors. Yeah. So, well, okay. the kitchen was one time. The dining room is super frustrating to me, and I just sometimes I'll just sit in the like in a chair in my dining room, stare at the walls, and just try and think of what to do. So this is this is now my hobby. Um, the living room has only been one color, but it's going to change. Um, but anyway, I completely redid the bathroom, um, which it looks was cool, just old and dated. And, yep. Um, yeah. When we first moved in, there was no bathroom. Yeah. Well, there was a working toilet for a bit. Yeah. So yeah. Emily was with me for the roughest part yeah. of the of the <laughs> home. Purchase so you've seen the home most. I mean, not uh-huh. this week, but you've seen it since yeah. it's been done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, there was just some old carpet in the bedrooms that I ripped up and put um, new flooring in. Yeah, it's like a vinyl plank. I thought the, it was all hard, hardwood. Was that just downstairs? Downstairs and the upstairs hallway is hardwood. And then in each bedroom, it's the vinyl plank that looks like old wood. Yeah, maybe um, that was it. And I love that stuff. That was really easy to install. Um, yeah, and other than that, I've just been painting. I have a bunch of construction junk in my garage that I want to get taken care of. So that can become my home gym because I'm very antisocial when it comes to exercising and I like to do it in my own space but um every apartment that I've ever lived in lately has been like an upstairs apartment and I don't want to be doing like burpees on somebody's ceiling so (laughs) I'm I'm excited to finally get back to that point pop Um, in the Tybo VHS yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. um turbo jam did you did you uh body pump did you um reside the house no it was like that? Yeah. Because the outside looks good. Like, it yep. looks like it looks like a well-put-together house. It was a very well-taken-care-of house, too. It was built in 1860 um, and obviously has been renovated since then. But the the owner that had it before me is a family friend. He um, he kept it up really nice. Yeah. And, I mean, he liked... I, I have a black thumb. I can't keep anything alive. But he used to, like, have a lot of cute plants and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just point, I just pointed out my uh, Dead flower pot that's been there for a year. I was watering it when it used to be on the table, and then once I started reorganizing my office, I put it up on this shelf. It got and a I, lot of sun. And I, yeah. I put it in a window so it naturally get the sunlight. But funny thing is, plants need water, and uh, yeah, that didn't happen. So the bowl looks good, but the I just kind of use it as like a dried out thing now. You know, people like dry out flowers and stuff. So now it's just a yeah. It almost looks fake now, but it's dead. It's very dead. It was, a, it was a real plant at one time. It had a heyday. One but, time in life. Yeah. See, I've never gotten them to die, like, in form, just kind of, like, freeze there and they die. Wilt and they wilt, and then they just disappear and die. That's this, what mine This do. doesn't look too bad. I mean, now looking at it from here, it really it looks depressing that there's snowflakes coming down behind it, but yeah. 
Uh, other than that, it doesn't look bad. I got a, I got a weird candle. I got See, a candle I there and a candle there, like a fake Christmas candles that were here when I moved in. Obviously, me moving in, and this is this is like my rec space. As I mean, it's my office. Like clients come here and stuff, but I really find this like my my rec space. I wish it was bigger because I think I would just have like my man cave would be my office, which would just be like a podcast setup. It would be like a video setup, a lot better than this, and just whiteboards and just I don't know pictures that I like. I got a couple p- cool pieces of artwork coming too that I'm mm-hmm. excited about. I've told you about that, not you, but it's gonna go up there and we'll see nice probably in a bigger space soon um that's the one thing i'm not very good at is art like, yeah yeah I, I'm I, also and bad. i used to be super artsy like i used to be able to draw and paint like really? i was like actually good? really good do you have photos uh no but i'll i'll find Dig some, some up in okay the, in the i used gallows. to love art i still do mm-hmm. i just don't have the time to do it but i have a pretty like i have a pretty steady hand and like a attention to detail kind of thing i've just never been trained in it but like if i was mm-hmm. like try to draw like if you took a picture and like tried to draw something i could probably do somewhat of a decent job not right. not with like a very raw like un on a trained kind of way but i think it's fun it's like a it's like a um like a, a escapism kind of thing mm-hmm. like i did um i used to do a, like a life drawing course and i didn't say a course i was with a ex-girlfriend who was an art major she was very good. I just kind of went along for the ride, and we did a couple like classes and like life drawing, just drawing somebody. But it was like same thing. Like you zoned out for like two hours, and we we're just like sketching, and like I just found like I let my mind wander. Mm-hmm. And it was just like relaxing. Yeah. So art, art's kind of fun if you just like put music on and do your own thing. Yeah. I wish I would get better at it. It's kind of like playing music. I wish I could. St- I would have stuck with playing guitar and stuff, but life happens, and I just don't have the hours to devote to well, it. Well, that's the kind of stuff that always gets put secondhand yeah you know, it's, it's a hobby it doesn't like yeah. make you money it's not like you you know it's right. kind of like if you have time you do right. it mm-hmm. or if you can make time like i like reading but like books on tape take take over now or well like I, I have a bunch but i listen to podcasts over books on yeah, tape because sometimes same. books on tape i listen to them but i gotta really be in the mode to want to listen yeah. to it where i i'd much rather i don't even like i don't do kindle i don't no um, i just do i do um podcasts I do pod- podcasts ninety five percent of the time mm-hmm. in the car is podcasts, and then I read books ninety five percent of the time, like actual hard yeah. copy, like old school, like flip the book, mm-hmm. turn the page, that kind of deal. Um, even to the point where, like, I still buy books like off Amazon. Like, I'll get used books off Amazon, and I'll read them and flip through them, and they right. end up on the shelf. And I have a shelf that's probably got even more books at my parents' house. I still have to go get. So I just I, I like reading. So it's just more of I try to read if i can but like today being a sunday i'll try to read at some point today if i can like even just read for like a half hour just because it's, it's kind of just relaxing just like mm-hmm. lay down on the couch or bed and just read do you read meg no not L- at look, all looking at meg's face <laughs> not at all do you I've do you read more it. do you proportionately do you read more or drink water more oh good question definitely drink water more than i read okay. but but like relative like a person that like recreationally Both are severely reads. slacking. Okay. Yeah. So Meg's a no, illiterate my, raisin. My right like now. hobby, like if you sit down <laughs> to new, read new Instagram bio. <laughs> illiterate <Yeah>. raisin. <laughs> Thanks. In the nicest way possible. No, most loving way possible. No, on my Sundays, like I I just clean up my house and get ready for the week, do my laundry and like I'll go peruse around home goods for hours. There we go. I, I find that as we've um uh, 
gotten older that we've turned into our parents where weekends are, are literally like catch up day and get stuff yeah. around the house that you do not have any chance to do during the week. I try right. to have like Saturday like fun day. So I, I have like definitely the like get ready, get clean, like do stuff mm-hmm. weekend day. Like but then the prep. other day mm-hmm. is always either do something fun or just be a complete bum and Yeah. I don't love to have those days, but I I I personally for my own like mental sanity need to have a day. Well, I think there's I some especially veg. in the winter months when it's like crappy outside. Like mm-hmm. some days just yeah. to hang inside and like do like do nothing. Like again, I don't like I'm not gonna like binge Netflix seasons, but like there's days like if I can just wake up, don't leave the house, and I'm just like in sweatpants and a hoodie all day, and I just like do odds and end projects yeah, right. around the house or Those organize nice stuff. Like yeah, I just make a pot of coffee and I literally sip. I'm dehydrated all day long. <laughs> Sorry, Emily, but I'll be drinking like coffee all day and just uh-huh. not leave and walk uh-huh. around my moccasins and just. It's a great. I love those Are days. Also dehydrated raisin. Yeah. Oh, for one day a yeah. week. I yes, 100. percent But it's warm and cozy, and I don't have to go out in the snow. And uh, summertime does not happen at all because it's just it's nice out. It's so you, nice out. You can't. Yeah. You tr- you try to you try to enjoy the the mm-hmm. limited season that we have. Um, right. So, but um, Emily, do you have any uh, aspirations to move out of Keene or move back to Plattsburgh or do anything like that? If it's like top secret, don't tell us. But no, no secrets. Um, yeah, I think eventually I will relocate from Keene. Right now, it's really great um, for to growing. Plattsburgh or just in general to some other locale. No, I would ideally like. She's too to... cool for us, huh? She's too cool for us. Well, we know so. that, but <laughs> I'd I... ideally like to make it out to Seattle. Um, or like somewhere like Portland. Um, there's a really great school in Seattle that Portland, called last year. Port, Portland, Maine. I haven't actually oh, been to Portland, Portland Oregon. I was going to say Portland, Oregon. I haven't West been Coast. there, but I think I'd really like it. I've heard really good things about Oregon mm-hmm. and Washington State. Yeah, I've never family. been, but I'd like to go at some point. I have family that lives, I mean, they're like five hours from Seattle. So when Meg and I went to Seattle last year, um, we saw them and... But Seattle was really cool. Did you go to Starbucks Coffee Place? Yeah, we went to, I didn't, okay, the I didn't original? get coffee there though. I didn't get coffee there. We took a picture outside. You know what's crazy? I don't think I'd actually go in because I heard the lines are outrageous. And, yeah. Well, that's exactly what it was. The line was like wrapped outside. And, and, and you know what? There's probably a Starbucks a block away. There yes. is. Okay. So like, yeah. And there's uh, honestly. And there's probably a bunch of little coffee shops mm-hmm. that are just as good. Right. And I'm like, so back in Keene, I'm really spoiled. We have two local coffee shops that are so good. Um, Brew Bakers and Prime Roast. So I'm really spoiled. I will drink Starbucks, but it's not my favorite. Um around here is my favorite we only have so many like coffee places adirondack roasters i've been to like once and the problem with me there is i can never figure out when they're open yeah i know it sounds weird yeah i can never i like they don't open till like eight which is weird for coffee place mm-hmm. to open at eight and then there's times i'll like drive by and they're closed and i'm like right. I, so i to be honest i don't even go there i've heard some good things about it but i just mm-hmm. never know when they're open yeah. so i don't want to like well, chance the trip there, there i don't know how much it's really conducive to like sitting and having a cup of coffee well, the only one I can think of is Coffee Cat, which it's it's okay. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like the atmosphere there. Yeah. From a from a coffee perspective, my I think they do a lot of good specialty drinks. The actual coffee itself, mm-hmm. I I'm not a, as big of a fan as like I do like Starbucks. Um, Chapter One is good, which is in the public library here. Which okay, is just like, wait, I was gonna ask you where the new is that new. Um, they've I've been open seen. at least a year maybe i don't know the exact time frame on no. it but they i always get the pour over when they go and they do a good job it's um oh my god i don't uh chris and tracy own it they got a cute little kid who's about the same age as crew but they uh 
they they run it and it's right in the public library. Mm-hmm. It's it's a cute little setup, but it's right on like on the left by the computers. But I always get to pour over there, and that's good. Um, I really love my French press. I. Uh, oh man, we can really get in the coffee here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have a I have a French press. I have a coffee grinder. I have a yeah. coffee roaster. I don't have the roaster. I have a grinder. Um, but it's like a personal roaster. Mm-hmm. It's not like the big roaster. Um, the my favorite is taking. Have you ever seen coffee beans prior to being roasted? I think you sent me a picture once. Oh, they're I did. Like yes. Really green. Right? Yes, they look they look like peanuts. Yeah. And they're basically that they're they're like a they're probably a third or thirty percent version of a roasted bean. So they look almost the same, but they look like a peanut. They got mm-hmm. kind of like the crease in the like down the middle, and then you pretty much heat them up. It gets like the little uh, they call them chafes or whatever. It gets mm-hmm. all basically all the covering off of it. It expo- the heat exposes whatever the oil. I forgot. I, I I had been a little more scientific and researched on it when I was doing it more. And then what happens is it basically comes out like the coffee, and you, I, I, I think I used to put them down on a, just some like, um, paper towel, and just kind of let them like, let the gases kind of out of them yeah. or whatever. And then I ended up at that point, then you can put them in, and then you can just grind them up and, and drink it, and it's the best coffee if you can get it freshly roast. Like literally, make it, grind it, roast it, or, um, uh, brew it. Tastes phenomenal, but the French press. I think is probably the best way. I would like to do a pour over. Mm-hmm. I haven't bought all the material for that. Yeah, I think I'd like that too. I don't think I have the setup at home to do it. And the thing was, it would really only be like a weekend thing. Like one of those late, mm-hmm. like kind of like in-house days I was talking about. Yeah. Like it would be a Saturday or Sunday where I could just take the time to actually do it. Monday through Friday, no chance. Mm-hmm. I, do a, I don't even do a French press. I do a straight up drip coffee yeah. because it's just convenient yeah, time-wise. Um, there is a coffee thing I, I was recommended by it's like a Japanese brand and you know when you put it in a coffee pot it heats from the base mm-hmm. whatever this does it heats it heats the the pot but you can take the pot off and it's like a double insulated it's kind of like the I have a French press that's double insulated or um, steel which keeps it extremely hot but you can pull it off and it it actually like heats up the whole thing it doesn't just heat from the bottom oh. so it's supposed to keep it at a certain temperature and it's all pressure gauge I guess the reason that I was told that Starbucks coffee is, or coffee in general that's really well roasted is because usually it hits a certain temperature that's the correct temperature that you want to have it at where if mm-hmm. it's not, if it's not hot enough, it doesn't come out well, uh, whatever, again, it's not getting too scientific here, but it ends up, I guess it, the temperature matters when you roast or when you actually drip right. through. So I'm tempted to get that. It's it's a, it'd be an investment piece it's much more expensive than the the $30 coffee right, machine right. but it, it looks for someone that likes coffee as much as I do I think that'd be cool yeah so, I'd love to have an espresso machine at some point I have one those are my, those are like a weekend my thing, friend gave me yeah it's it's a decent a decent setup I don't know much about them mm-hmm. I don't really know how to run them I gotta get yeah um, Ellie used to work at a coffee shop she used to manage a coffee shop she's like yeah, I'll just show you how to do all of it so I gotta, I gotta figure out how to actually do um, but what I've, I have done some Americanos where I'll do the, the espresso, which I don't even know if I had the correct coffee for espresso. I don't know if there's a special kind of bean, but yeah. it, I usually just compact the, the, the actual normal beans that I have and let the water drip. So it's a little more concentrated, which it is. Mm-hmm. Then I pour it in the cup and then I go and put some hot water in make a nice little Americano. Mm-hmm. It's very, very nice. I like Americanos. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. So that, that's something my, my goal I've kind of taken over a little corner of our kitchen with just coffee, but I'd like to have just a full-on coffee bar at some point. That'd kind be of awesome. like 
this is not a great setup it's as you can see it's on top of the microwave and stuff i wish i could put the microwave over there but i don't think it would mm. be a good spot maybe it will i don't know maybe we will <laughs> maybe you guys can help me before <laughs> i leave yeah. but th but this <laughs> is the problem right my, my office is too small so yeah. i got stuff built up there and it's just a bag of snakes so we're, we're we're trying to make do in my little frat house room here so um <laughs> do you ski i don't me and Megan are, are going to crush the slopes at the chamber. I know. Ski I would go sit in the lounge. Define crush. <laughs> Meaning we're, we're going to go sit in the lounge. <laughs> that's and what have I would some do. Tequila. If that's skiing, then yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited because that white face, I've never been to white face to ski. I've been to white face, but never to actually ski. So I don't know anything about it. And I'm, it's scary. And I'm intimidated about going, but that's going to make, sorry, my neck's tight. That's what I'm doing all these like. I'm going to go so slow, like most people will be able to do like two, three runs, and I'm still going to be on the one, just cruising along. Yeah. Well, Meg, it's, we're not doing this for speed. We're doing this for fun and camaraderie <laughs> and networking, so it'll be a blast. Yeah, what networking? Hey, just say, hey, guys, and I'm still here. And I think they have like a little after party, so as long as you make it down for that, you're good to go. Yeah. So we'll just make sure you're off the slopes by about, last run by about two, so we know you get back in time. <laughs> be done for five. You know what would be great? If like... Everybody took off at the same time. We all went down, got back on the thing, came down, and then met you halfway down the slope again and, and finished out yeah, your run. Yeah, for every two, I'll do one. It's fine. Yeah. I'm excited. I don't know. I've that sounds fun. I've never been. I got to go get skis, though, because I don't have skis, so I got to rent they, some. Oh, yeah. You can rent them from there, though? I think, but... They're probably more expensive. Yeah, so I usually just go to Viking, and I pick some up. Yeah. I like I, ice skating. I'm just going to show up and be like, someone help me. Do you have skis? No. I have a snowboard for whatever reason. Are you skiing? <laughs> Do you snowboard? Go to no, um. I had an old boyfriend that snowboarded, and so my mom was like out of ideas for Christmas, and she got me a, <laughs> snowboard, a snowboard, and she's snowboard. like, "Good, you can go with Matt." And I'm like, "Yay!" <laughs> and then. Do you not? You don't know, skis? No. Um, Wednesday, I'm, I'm gonna pick up skis. Just right. you can come with me. We can pick up skis and boots and poles. I do have goggles and I have a helmet that I bought, so I'm like I, I don't like I don't look the best when I'm on the on the slopes because my my gear doesn't look great and my jacket's from like 2004, but it's we fine. still make it work. Yeah, the Whedon fine. family often goes in um, hockey gear to ski. <laughs> like my brother always goes in his hockey helmet. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it serves a purpose. It's, does he have like a cage and everything on it? Just, no, he's. I think he had a the just visor a just in case or something. Yeah. Some ice that gets shot up in the air. Ooh. Well, I think it's just because it was a helmet. Do you never put a case on your phone? I hate cases. Isn't it on stressful? Do you have a Do you have a um, a screen guard on it though? I do, and that's what's peeling off. I need to get a new one. I almost wonder if I drop it less when it's caseless. Riddle me that. My my worry is that I'm going to smash the camera screen. Well, yeah, I, I did do that the phone. other day. That's the first time out. I've ever, ever done that. Um, but that's easier to replace, if need be. So my phone doesn't die. Um, so this is my brother and his, his junior hockey team went skiing, and they all just wore their hockey shit. <laughs> and hockey jerseys. Yep. And Amazing. I don't know about gloves. I mean, are, their helmets aren't like... I mean, they're obviously recommended, but they're not required. I, would, I didn't know if they were or not i don't know if they're required but i've seen people like go without helmets i went i mean i never it must not be required because i went for years without i say years i went like a couple times without a helmet but i have a helmet now which yeah. makes me just feel better about myself 
better. So I don't have any brain trauma (laughs) after I fall, but I do have the goggles. I do have the hat. I have new ski pants. One time I took a digger head first on a snowboard and I had just like face plant. I just hit the front of my board and just, but I had a helmet on and it didn't help anything. I still like was mildly concussed because I just smashed my face off the ground. Was that Titus? Um, that was actually at Bear Town, so it doesn't really count. Oh, <laughs> oh, Megan was actually sledding down there. She's sledding. Yeah, <laughs> I went snowboarding once with my friend Emma, and it was just bad. I think I just like rolled down the. I f- it's. I find it really fun though. It's really fun. I was so sore though after because you used way different muscles than you use for anything else. Oh yeah. Well, well I find it's it's the boots. It's like getting in hockey skates when you don't skate, and all of a sudden like yeah, you're getting used to like because your ankles aren't moving the same way, and you're kind of yeah. walking odd. Um. That's the part that hurts me when I when I used to skate as a kid. Not that I skated often, but like at the ever you know if I go a couple times a year, like my ankles would be throbbing mm-hmm. at, like once you pull them off because you just feel like they've been like so compressed yeah. and like knotted up. And I finally get that with the boots. So finally I take off the ski boots and like you start walking like oh, God. Like it takes it takes a few chances or a yeah. few steps to to get your feet back under you. But it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And I, hopefully there's good weather. And I usually fun. don't take many mi- midweek trips out not to do anything so that'd be fun when is it on wednesday thursday i'm excited to hear about it i was gonna say you can come if you want to play hooky and yeah <laughs> get at, get out of work um so anything else you ladies want to talk about why we we have miss emily here i don't know anything else you want to know are, are you um i mean there could be a ton that we want to know is there what, what's your favorite roommate story of each other it was about another roommate that we had one time that was insane. It wasn't like was this in between college? the two of us. Did you guys live in college, like in the dorms? Yeah, or, no, no, not in the dorms. Um, our junior year, we rented a house together with a couple other girls, um, and we it was technically a five bedroom house. And I mean, these this, this fifth bedroom was like like a twin bed would this. take half of it, yeah. like insane. So we my room was actually technically a second living room. But I was never there. I had a boyfriend at the time that I lived with all the time. And um, so you'd have to walk through my bedroom to get to the upstairs bathroom, which it was just Emily and I at the time, so I didn't give a shit. But So the second semester, um, we needed to get a fifth roommate, and we found this. Oh, bless her. Bless her heart. Yeah. But But, but I feel like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of my favorite roommate story. Just, like, this girl was the most insane train wreck of a college kid that you could ever imagine not local no no from downstate yeah that usually happens yeah and so just like just observing her and then just emily and i just like looking at each other like wow like yeah we thought we had issues (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think I don't know. We're pretty pretty chill roommates, though. Have you guys ever lived on your own before? Obviously. Well, you have a roommate now, but... Like, by our... Like, by yourself. Like, not with parents, yeah, not with, I like... I have a couple times. Okay. Yeah. I haven't, no. Yeah, I'm the same. I've never never lived by my, myself. I was thinking about that the other day, because someone I was talking to was looking for a house, and I was like, oh, well, you could rent out half a roommate. She goes, no, 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 no. I'm not, you know... You never live by yourself. She goes, it's, it's like a, a different thing. So yeah. um, I've always gone from parents to roommates yeah. to basically wife type deal. So like I've never had a spot where I've just like been your own, been my own, like go, the only person that walks in the door kind of thing. Yeah. Well, even when away. Meg and I aren't roommates, 
what usually happens is we FaceTime and we like talk for like an hour and then we keep the FaceTime going, but the phone will be like down. And like we're doing other things. <laughs> like not so really talking. So it's basically talking. like we're still living, living together. together. Also, oh, really. you guys can just hear each other. So it's like yeah. a conference call. Yeah, yeah but we're ha- not necessarily talking. Does this happen every week? Usually. Typically, yeah. There was a period where I think it was like three or four times a week. Yeah. <laughs> Before, yeah. Before I moved back up. Yep. Yeah. It's like help. So you guys <laughs> just met at the dance. That's like literally where you met. Like yeah. You came walking in auditioned yeah so i came in we didn't really talk we had a a car wash fundraiser and that's when we actually like i think talked spoke for the first time and then i like came over you at a few like house parties that i came over to and we watched tv yeah and hung out yep and yeah and And then eventually it was like hey you're normal you seem like a decent person (laughs) i'm gonna go rent this house do you want to live with me cool yeah sure and then like yeah and then once you become roommates it just like takes on life of its own yeah you just like by by default, you have to be like best friends. Yeah, and we like deal. balance each other out really well. So we're similar enough, but different enough. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, so a grape and a raisin. Right. <laughs> An illiterate <laughs> raisin. I wish I was like this podcast was big enough because we would we would make T-shirts that was just be a grape, not a raisin. We could. It's fine. We'll try to be the raisin. We'll try to sling those up. Once I I get my uh, my uh, online store up and running and all that good stuff, we'll We'll that'll be one of our options. Grape, not a raisin. Be a grape, not a raisin. Should be the title of the show. Ooh, I like that. The the the, actually the problem is I don't add weird titles. I just literally I'm boring. I go TGTS, whatever number the episode is. Or I say episode whatever, and then I put the person's name. Mm. So it's easy for people to search. So if you like don't know the person. When I need a clever Instagram caption, then I'm probably just going to message you for quotes. So this is... Good segue. What's the caption? When I like 99% of my... Ca- I don't even put... Ca- like I put captions on my photos, but yeah. they're not like funny captions. They're right. just like... I tend to go for very short, dry humor with my captions. Yeah, you're good. But I find like this is like a college girl thing. Like they put captions on that have nothing to do with the photo. Nothing to do with the photo at all. But don't get me wrong. Like a girl like is trying to make herself look attractive, but then she has some dumb quote that doesn't even match. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a quote person at all. But this is a thing though. Like no, but it'll be like some Drake quote that. Yeah, they put a they put a song quote. They put some dumb quote. They put some kind of like lyrical quote. They put a quote about whatever and it has nothing to do with the photo mm-hmm. and i was told that like quotes are a big deal like the ca- quote captions the are captions a big deal. yeah like people like the thing just because of the caption mm-hmm. yes and i don't i'm the exact opposite like i look at the photo and just like click the photo click the photo yeah. like, i very rarely recap because for me reading captions just takes too much time so if it's not mm-hmm. like a one word thing like even my own post i probably wouldn't read the captions i would just like like the picture which yeah. is probably what 90 percent of the people do mm-hmm. unless you're a college girl the queen of captions you're both gonna hate me for this courtney kardashian courtney okay. she's the oldest of the kardashians give her a follow or just look through the pics she's she's very her clever with the captions good. yes she probably has a mm. caption writer yeah i wonder who she probably they, has someone probably on the payroll you. that just comes up with that captions for her instagram Let's i don't see. i don't follow any kardashian that must be a job i don't have. even know if i can name all the Kardashians. Really? I bet you could if you tried. Yeah. Kim. Yeah, duh. The one you just said. <laughs> Come on. What did she just say? They all start with K's, yes, right? Yes, all of them. There's five. 
girls. Which one did you just say? Courtney. That you say Courtney. So Kim and Cor- Courtney with a mm-hmm. K. The one, okay, so you know Tristan Thompson, which one is he associated player. with? Yep. Um, they're not all kid. There's um, Jenner ones too. Mm-hmm. There's yep. the two younger ones that are. Um, Kylie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. See this and picture? I don't know how. Much, which one's that? This is Courtney. Court. She's the oldest. Yep. It's just a selfie of her looking beautiful, and the caption is "Chloe is pissing me off today." Nothing to do with the picture whatsoever. And Chloe is a sister. Yep. There, Chloe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So the problem is right there. That's our thing. Like that. That's that's not even a. That's not even a normal photo. Nobody. Right. Takes well, photos. that's photoshopped. Yes. Also, I should put out there: don't follow any Kardashian diet advice. Okay. No, we just we just follow their life because it's ridiculous and it's entertaining. Busy until further notice. Which one's that? This is the same one, Courtney, oh. Queen of Captions. Busy until further notice, and she's sitting there with her legs crossed, not doing anything. No, nope. right. Pretty much unbusy. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's why it's funny. I, f- I follow dumb ones like Bob Mennery and. You guys ever followed him? Mm-mm, He's no. a sports caption guy, and he just no. like just talks filth about over cat. Like he'll watch like be real videos of like real sports themes, and then mm-hmm. he just starts going off on. Which one's that? Co-parenting. Co-parenting. Who's that one? This is her ex, baby daddy, with the child, and she's just living life. And this is a recent. For those photo? that follow Courtney re- religiously, like I do, they know exactly what picture I'm talking. So is about. that is that a? They're not together anymore. Those two people. No. How long ago was the photo taken? Like this is when they were not together. So it's a joke. Like we're co-parenting, but look at me looking fabulous, laying on the bed in my in my designer dress while he's off in the corner. Actually taking care of the kid. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. It's, she's, beautiful, it's a beautiful she's life. Great with captions. Yeah. Super sarcastic. Life. That's what I. That's what I aim for in life. You have you have a dry sense of humor, but I don't like the, I don't like the uh, the caption. I don't know. That's just. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just... I don't think I'm that clever, so that's why... Yeah, that's my issue, too. What did I say the other day that you liked? It was an office quote. The Beats Battlestar... Oh, Bears Beats Battlestar yeah, Galactica? Was. Well, and I was like, on. You want, it, that should have been my quotes, caption. If you want Happy Gil- or if you want uh, Adam Sandler quotes, yeah. I got you covered. But anything above and beyond that? No. Anything original? No way. Not happening. Hmm. Yeah, that's my issue. I think my brother's excellent with movie quotes. I, I, I don't get it. He can I, retain any... There's, I, I got a couple friends like that too. Yeah, and it, it's a skill. I, I gotta really watch the show a, like a bunch of times, and I will still butcher the quote. Mm-hmm. Some people do it verbatim. I'm Wade's like, what's that a, from? Like Wade, that movie? I'm like, yeah. Well, I've seen it, but I don't memorize all the lines. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that's usually my brother's captions uh, or movie quotes. Office though, I can do quite a bit. Yeah, I, I gotta I, drop some office captions on my. You really should. You should. That see that might get more likes on your Instagram. Right there. That's it. Mm-hmm. Got a low Instagram followers, but... Which one did we watch last night? We watched... We were on the season where they do the 5K for rabies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Michael Scott... Did I sleep through that one? Yeah, I think so. The Michael Scott... No, actually, I don't know. Race for the Cure or something, and, like, the t-shirt's, like, super long. You might not have actually The last thing I remember before falling asleep, it was when Jan was um, spending all Michael's money on his credit card, and she pulls up with her new boobs and a fantastic car and he's trying to jump on the train to run okay, away from I don't think problems. you were home when I watched <laughs> oh, just like jumps up like yeah, it takes him forever <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get on Michael you can't stops. run away from your problems it's, it's 
Tony goes, I declare bankruptcy. He's like, well, Michael, you, you can't actually just declare. But, I, but yeah. he just yeah. screams it. Yeah, he can't just say you declare I bankruptcy. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like that's not how it works. <laughs> my, 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 my other favorite was when, o- like, Oscar's great in the scene. But, like, remember when he goes and he's like, he goes, so, Michael, we have, we have a surplus of money. And it's got to be spent by the end of the day, which is like 4000 And he goes, okay, tell it to me like, you know, like you would tell it like a 10-year-old. He goes, so say mommy and daddy give you $10 <laughs> and you've only spent 9 and you have one more dollar. But if you don't spend it by the end of the day, they're going to take it back. And he's like, can you now like to a five-year-old level or something like that? He goes, he kind of looks at the camera and then uh, it was just like little things like that. Yeah, and then, yeah. My favorite office character, actually, of Song Mike last night is Moe's. I don't like. Do you know Moe's is w- one of the producer writers of the show? Seriously? Oh, he's no, a, and he was that. involved with uh, Parks and Rec and a few others. Like he's actually a pretty big producer. Toby is another big writer on the show. Paul Liebenstein. If you ever see the that. intro, that's Toby, yeah. and he's another very big writer. That's so funny. Um, Mindy. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, Kelly Kapoor's character or person. Ryan, mm-hmm. um, BJ Novak, they're all big writers on that show, but they're all Sorry. characters. So, like, my, my, oh God, my favorite. Well, I wouldn't say my Mike. favorite's Michael. I mean, mm. my favorite's. And I like Dwight. Jim. I like Dwight. Stanley I, I, and Creed. <laughs> you would. Like, do you know, do you know, um, do you know Creed Bratton's real name is Creed Bratton? Yeah, really? some of them. I, there's a couple of them that have their actual I think names, right? Phyllis. Phyllis is Phyllis. Oscar is Oscar. They got a lot of different last names, but Creed's the only one that has a first and last the same. Um, Probably because that's such a ridiculous yeah. name. <laughs> Creed Bratton, yeah, he's like Creed Bratton is Creed Bratton. I look, remember the one where I watched the one the other day where he's eating the apple and they sneak in a potato and he just keeps <laughs> eating it <laughs> when they're betting on everything, and they're all just like. <laughs> I, I what's the one where he come in? He's like mand- mandatory drug test or something, and Creed's like. He like you see him like opening the drawer and like grabbing stuff out. And actually, the best Creed moment ever is when they came in. Was the Halloween episode? Yes, yes. He yeah, had blood. All the blood on yep. him. He goes, Halloween. It's really good timing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <It's>, good. <laughs> scuba. It hasn't been for scuba. What's this all been for? You don't remember that one? No. No. It's scuba. Okay. Well. The one. Little, the. The one last night, he was writing stuff for. He thought he had like a website, and Ryan like created oh, a word document. The yeah. blog. <laughs> like, writing on, he's, he's like, we don't want Michael's thoughts out in, the, out in public. Yeah. Michael's like, I go every day to my my blog site, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft Word document. <laughs> <laughs> Truly the best show on television. Oh my god, so good. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add? No, I just no. 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 I think. No. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I would like a poll to the um, to the listeners of the Galen Trombley show if they're tired of me or not yet. <laughs> That's fine. We can run that poll. An Instagram poll. Uh, DM me and say if you want Megan to return or not. <laughs> she probably will, so it's probably. I'll a just sit in the poll. corner next time, though. You've already done that on a couple. Yeah. One. Well, I still like came in at the end. This is your third one. Yeah. But Castles, I was at your desk, and then I just jumped in at the end. Yeah. And was like, yeah, Castles, a good dude. Listen to the show. <laughs> and we're, we're pa- this, oh, actually, I forgot to mention this. We, I don't think I even mentioned this on the thing, and I was so excited. So we now have a setup. We're, we're talking with three people here. 
Um, we also have another setup, so we actually, our capabilities, I think, are full on. We can do all four mics, which is cool. We got headphones now, whoop, whoop. which we're all listening. I got this whole like little system. Uh, thank you, Scott Brightwell, for um, kind of putting me on the straight and narrow and figuring this stuff out. <laughs> um, but everything, I think, sounds good, right? Yeah. So I'll just say, is, is this is this weird listening? Yeah, I I think it's cool though. Oh. Now I can hear the train. We can hear the train through our mics. Um, but yeah, so basically, I always listen to headphones on the show which allows me to hear the output of the mic. So I know if people are talking too loud or too quiet. And now all our guests, including the train, can hear what we're saying. So so they are both hearing, and it was kind of weird when they first talked, it was just, it's different. Yeah. But you're used to it now. It sounds a little sexier now. Yeah, I kind of like my voice. Yeah, I know, it's, it's like, it actually like sounds Phoebe like a with train. a cold. Yeah. It's actually one of those like radio, like talking yeah. low in the radio. Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe I could have a radio show. Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. See, that's what there I had to be in my go. intro. I told Jordan this. I need someone to say my name that's not my name, and I put it in. Maybe we'll cut that out. <laughs> just across it's just really scary. I'll just each time no a different voice. No, we, we, Hello. We, 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 uh, I'm going to just put that down, Meg intro, but we distort it so it doesn't really sound like you. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Remember that, that, the, uh, the guy that actually does those for all those like commercials? and. Mm-hmm. I think you made a lot of money. But so we, we have this whole setup, so it's really cool. So any guest that comes on, you will be able to – it's a much more professional style. Um, we're trying the video still – it's still taping. The battery actually stayed on, which is, which is phenomenal. Uh, but we're trying to do a little bit better with the video. We're trying to bring a better quality video to people at home because I think there's some merit to see people actually in person. They get to put the face yeah. and get to hear. And if we, we were referring to anything – uh, most of it's just voice. Most people listen to the voice. Um, I think we're closing in on 700 downloads, which is cool because we've been doing this. It's been out for less than two months now, which is pretty cool. Sweet. Slowly picking up momentum. Spread the word. Spread the cheer. Um, I think you're supposed to leave a comment review on iTunes and all those other good things. Um, helps us out somehow. I don't know how that all works, but it, it won't hurt us. So keep doing that. Um Emily, where do people find you if people want to get in touch with you? Because obviously you can do remote clients. Yeah, yeah. so I can do local and remote clients um, through online coaching. So you can get in touch with me at my website, which sounds super cool to say, emilyalexandernutrition.com. You can email me at emilyalexandernutrition at gmail.com. And then on Facebook, I have a Facebook page, Nutrition by Emily. Um, and then my Instagram is Emily Alexander Nutrition LLC. So we can just put those also in show notes. We'll put this all in the show notes. I'm trying to write them down. We'll just have her send them to me. Yeah. So we'll put those in the show notes. So if anybody wants to get in touch with her, um, Emily is phenomenal, smart girl, loves the office. So yeah, what's, what's not to love about Emily? Yeah, so all good. So if you can... Uh, if you guys need help with nutrition, uh, don't know where to start, Emily is a valuable resource, so reach out to her, please. Megan. Start with water. St- yeah. And if you want. <laughs> Some takeaways. Start with water. And if you want to just slowly kind of dip your toes in nutrition, contact Megan Whedon. <laughs> and uh, she'll give you just enough water to dip your toes in. So, uh, <laughs> tell you to drink water and tell you the right tequila to drink. Yeah. That's it. There you go. Balance. That's Keys it. to life. Ma- yeah, Ma- Ma- Meg is very basic. 
lives by a few, few, few a few rules. general rules of life and <laughs> less water, more tequila. So, uh, Emily, thanks for tr- taking time out of your visit visit weekend up back up yeah. to uh, the upstate New York. Um, Meg Whedon, thank you for uh, being guest number repeat guest three third ever. Wow, she's you know we got to give the fans what they uh-huh. want. So, <laughs> but more, we're not more, sure. That's why we're asking. More, more, more raisins, less grapes. Yeah, this is very much a, um, a, a self. We're just kind of putting it out there um, without any. Actually, I really don't care. It's my show, so we're gonna put whoever we want. <laughs> whoever want thing. So, if you don't like Megan, that's fine. Listen to Craigcast. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on Craigcast. It's a thing. It's a thing, but Matt, we do love Matt Craig. Um, we love Matt Craig. And please check out Matt Craig's podcast. Matt, Matt is great. He's got. Some good people on the show. I think Matt Matt is um, pretty consistent still too, which I'm glad. I know I've always bugged him about that, but he is he is um, he puts out an episode every week. Uh, you can find him on anything that is Craigcast, uh, where all podcasts are found. Um, I guess for uh, Megan, Emily, and myself, we're gonna wrap it up um, so Emily can get back home. Megan can go back to adulting, and then I can go back to doing whatever for another 12 (laughs) hours before i go to bed so all right thank you ladies um that is it we are that was episode 15 of the galen trombley show we are out thanks for listening to the galen trombley show if you want to reach me you can go on facebook at galen trombley on instagram at galen trombley and on youtube at galen trombley the spelling g-a-e-l-a-n-t-r-o-m-b-l-e-y